Here we are back again for another week at the barbershop. Thanksgiving week. I am your host, Mark Gray, joined by the writer me, my NBA veteran, Damar Johnson. How you doing, brother? Doing good, bro. What's going on? Love to have you. Love to have you. A1, the man behind the scenes, had us all waiting today. A1, how you doing today, buddy? Great. Glad to be here. Glad to finally get here. And then we welcome back our veteran NFL analyst. You may have seen him on TV, News Channel 8 blowing up. Lamont Jordan, what's up, buddy? What's going on, fellas? Happy to have you back for uh, another week uh, talking um, NFL. Um, yes, glad glad to have you. Terps, another this week. I guess we can almost call it a victory. We stayed within what twenty five? <laughs> we stayed within thirty, I think. Sorry. What's the final score? Twenty eight to seven. I don't know what the final score was. Um, you know, uh, all I can say is that we're on to Rutgers. I feel like Nebraska <laughs> is now the laughing stock of the NFL of the Big Ten. I think that people are like, you beat Maryland by twenty one. Yeah, I don't know about Nebraska. All I can say is that we're on to Rutgers. That's right. Your, your former coach will be proud to hear you say that. Your former coach will be proud to hear you say that. Uh, we can go ahead and get straight into the NFL as we, uh, you know, we got Lamont for a limited amount of time today, so we want to make the most out of that and get right into the, um, oh, you know what? Story, one college story real quick. What do you think about Charlie, uh, Charlie Strong looks like he's out in Texas. What do you think about that just in terms of, you know, the quick hook over there in college with these at these major programs. Um, you know, you just can't lose. I think it was Kansas. You can't lose yeah. to Kansas. I think that's the thing that that did him in. Uh, it was really only a matter of time before you know if if he wasn't going to have them at the top immediately. I think it was only a matter of time before they were going to get rid of him. Okay. So I mean, do you, as do you think that stuff like that is fair to the the, the kids? Do you think anybody cares about the kids or just? You know, that when you had a program that large, the only thing that matters is winning. Man, the only thing that matters is, is winning. Winning brings money. And so you're really not going to, you know, the reality is, you know, the feeling of the players is secondary to, to money and, and the wants of those who, who donate the money. That is right there, DJ. Okay. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Um, yeah, you you, in, in Texas, first of all, they all of them didn't want him there to start. <laughs> when, when they hired him, you know, you had – you had, you know, old Texas guys who, who didn't agree with the hire and they, they wanted him out of there from the start. So he already was going into a situation where they kind of wanted him to fail. And then, I mean, he started off the year great, beat Notre Dame and then, you know, took a few losses and, you know, they got these other coaches, especially in the state that's up and coming. And, you know, in the margin for error, especially for him, would be much smaller and losing the can. I, I thought he was done before the Kansas loss anyway. That was probably just the nail but, in the coffin. But, but yeah, at that point, you know, you really got to start making, you know, making moves. It's not fair to the kids too, because, you know, them, his kids, he brought in there. And I'm pretty sure, you know, they love him, but that, that's the business. And he knew that it was going to be rough for him from the start. And then, uh, one other college news, and it's weird, uh, Lamont, you can chime in on this. The idea of, I think it's at your school, to be honest. No, yes, at LSU, the name Jimbo, Jimbo Fisher is coming up. And I'm thinking in my head, why would Jimbo Fisher leave Florida State to go to LSU? And the idea that, you know, the SEC is a better job. And I'm thinking in my head, like, how was that a better job? Well, one, he's already won a national championship at Florida State. And two, who wants to beat Nick Saban before you even get the chance to play for a national championship when, at, you know, you can stay right there in Florida State. They pretty much have a lock on the state of Florida right now, which is not a bad state to have on lock. And, um, like, I feel that. And Florida State is not exactly some, you know, that's as good a program 
as any program, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only thing, the only fault I have in Jimbo, and uh, excuse me, in Florida State is that, I mean, you'll forever be in um, Bowden's, um, you know, shadow, obviously, mm-hmm. unless you coach for 50 years. Right. But I don't know what would possess anybody to leave Florida State for LSU. DJ, that's your school. I feel like at LSU, they, they're getting the top recruits every year. So is Florida State. They're, they're getting good ones, but if you look at the, the top three Every year is Alabama and it's LSU. They send in the most like fourth or fifth. James Martin said he coached at LSU before, and he said the ACC is a joke right. for now. Yeah. But how is that not a benefit, though? That's like like the same debate we have in the NBA all the time. Like, if you want to win it, why wouldn't you? Like, LeBron, he's in the East. Yeah. You know why? Because you're always going to go to the NBA Finals. You know what I mean? So it's like Florida State's always going to be the cream of the crop in the ACC. So why would you give that up to be – you know, the, you know, sometimes in a good year to be the third, being, being the third best team in the SEC, you might be ranked ninth. But also in the SEC, one, one win, one loss in, in the ACC, you probably out of it, and you could lose two times. You know, in the in the in the SEC, you still might be in the playoffs just because of your strength of schedule alone. You're almost guaranteed to lose two times in the SEC, though. Yeah, not you can, you will lose two times, you know what I mean? Like, that's, that, that to me, it's, it's, it's like the, it's the equivalent of being in the Western, you want to coach in the Western Conference in the NBA or the Eastern Conference, and you know that your chances are always going to be better in the Eastern Conference of getting to the final. Then it, it also could be about money. I mean, because LSU. Now, that I'm sure is different. LSU, they need, they, they want somebody, they want, they got good defense every year, but they can, they was getting tired of playing the old football style, which Les Miles wasn't trying to back back off from. He wasn't, you know, getting with the modern offense these these days. And they want Jimbo Fisher to bring his style, you know, to LSU with all their recruits because you you got receivers all over the league, mm-hmm. but no they don't really they don't really do nothing in school. Right. They get to the league and they get better because you know no they get more opportunities. No quarterback. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Let's start with this Thursday night game. Go ahead, DJ. What's that Thursday night game? Um, which game was was the Carolina Carolina? Excuse me, in New Orleans. Oh yeah, Carolina New Orleans. What was the records last week? Okay. He's, he's not the worst in the hopefully business. Had a, hopefully, Ava had a record for, for us in a little bit. Okay. Awesome man. He's worth everything we pay him, bro. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember my picks. You get, you get what you pay for. Absolutely, in the words of Josh Norman, you get what you pay for. Couldn't agree with you more. Go ahead, uh, DJ. What did you want to say? Um, this game here. I'm. I mean, I'm glad Carolina finally, finally, you know, pulled away with one. They still didn't play great. No, they didn't. Um, you see those rushing numbers? She Johnson stored 18 carries for 31 yards. Like that is. Yeah. That's nothing. That's literally, yeah. that's literally nothing. They averaged 1.9 yards a carry. Um, they lost Luke Keekley. Um, for the most of the. For what I thought would much, what everybody would have thought would have been a nice little shootout, yeah. really wasn't. Um, and Carolina, which seemed to be in control for the majority of the game, seemed to, at the end to just, you know, there, there's something to what Lamont said about how Cam, if you can keep hitting him by the end of the game, he will fizzle. And um, I think we've seen that a couple weeks in a row now where they've been in dominant control of the game and then late in the game, it kind of just seems to slip away. Um, again, you know, the, the, the inability to run the ball. New Orleans, on the other hand, ran the ball pretty effectively, averaging four yards a carry. Um, this is the game that we thought would get Carolina back on track, but they, I, I still don't see it. They, I mean, they got the W, but this is a far cry from the fun that they were having last year. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they look good at all. Uh, I, can't, I agree with everything you just said. Boogie? Uh, Drew Brees, uh, 35 for 44. 
man, that was impressive. Uh, I, I'm this this division to me is still wide open. Um, I, I I don't want to counsel the Panthers out because this division is still wide open, but um, it would have been nice to see the Saints walk away with this victory. Go to those standings right quick. Uh, what what is the um, that division looking like uh, over there? Because the Falcons have. I mean, obviously, it would just be the Falcons who would be the um, who are in the front. The Falcons have. So in that division, the Falcons have six wins, Tampa has five, and then both those teams have four. So obviously that division is very much wide open. And then, you know, you got to remember in December, that's all everybody does is play um, division games. So it's very much up for grabs. That being said, Carolina, much like the team, you know, two teams that everybody was picking to do good and that pretty much last year was the two teams everybody wanted to see play were the Cardinals and the Panthers. And either one, both of those teams are a shell of what they were last year. Right. Uh I don't have anything else to say about that. Anything else anybody want to say before we move out of that game? No. Okay. Pittsburgh to Cleveland. Cleveland is very bad. This is not breaking news. Um, r- rumors have come out, uh, surf, excuse me, that RG3 has started practicing again. And I would, the only thing you can hope for out of that whole Cleveland situation is that you hope RG3 does get on the field and get a chance to play a handful of games so they can see what they have. Other than that, Cleveland is just, is, is, a, is a wasteland and a, you feel sorry for everybody involved. Uh, Pryor, good luck to him. He's put enough on film. I hope he's done enough to get out. Do you see that video surface of him um, kneeling down, just snagging balls one-handed? No. That's that. That's impressive. How many of those guys, how normal is that? To, I guess that's what they call the jug machine, right? Mm-hmm. To just see dudes just sitting there snagging the ball out of one, with one hand like it's nothing. Um, that's, that's, not, that's not normal. Okay, I is. know the gloves nowadays are a heck of a lot better than what they were. That's I what I heard. Yeah. I mean, those gloves, I put on a pair of, of these new gloves and them things. I was like, man, I can, you know, what what people see Odell Beckham doing, I, mm-hmm. the only person that I've seen do that on a consistent basis, like, that's not new to me. I watch Randy Moss do that in practice every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, he He's special, up. though. I mean, He's he special. Won, but, I mean, hands are hands. Right. And when I'm talking about the difference in the gloves, I mean, we're talking about a guy who's done this with gloves on and with gloves off and does it like he's like he's drinking water. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, that either way, catching the jug machine, I mean, we don't know how fast it's coming, but, I mean, that's impressive. Him as a, as, as just, him as a player and what he, what he did coming from the quarterback position and then playing a wide receiver position and, and is actually making some noise in the National Football League at that position. Like he's a legit, like real he's receiver. a legit real yeah. receiver. Yeah. That right there is probably the most impressive thing to me. I would love to see him get out of Cleveland. I think if you're Cleveland, the best thing that you can get the best thing that, that that you could hope for out of Cleveland from from RG three in this game is that hopefully to bring you some media attention, um, that maybe things could be focused more on him and not so much on your franchise. I I, I that's the only thing you know it's the thing that we were looking forward to seeing going into the season is seeing what um what he could what um RG three could do and maybe make them make them relevant, but uh, other than that, Cleveland is just really. Not that impressive at all. And I, no, I just, how fast does does those footballs? Because I've seen, um, you know, I've seen JJ Watt lined up, just you know, snagging those things out of one hand. You see a lot of his stuff, and you just kind of wonder, like, how regular is that stuff? Now, now, obviously, I've seen, obviously, Randy Moss is, you know, as good as hands as you're going to see, and the, uh, and you know, you got a chance to see that. But so then, that's not typical. It's not every NFL receiver can do stuff. Oh like no! That. Oh no! I mean, you can see every every NFL receiver can't <laughs> can't catch a ball. They hit them right in their numbers. So <laughs> yeah. to have somebody catching on a consistent basis, catching the ball with one hand, that's 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 pretty impressive. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm real happy to see Terrell Pryor. You know, because I was 
I thought he, he caught a bad break, you know, at quarterback. You he, know, did. he didn't even at school. I thought he could be a good quarterback. And then remember a few years ago, you know, the picture surface with, you know, he was, who he was with Antonio Brown. He's with Randy Moss. And, yes. And he was just caught up like crazy. Yeah. He was just out of nowhere. I'm like, man, this dude's been in the gym. He's standing there. He's, he's leaning. He's tall. He's cut up. I'm like, man, this dude is serious. And he finally got a chance to go out there and, you know, and now he's the best player on his team right now. And as you I'm, see I'm, that I'm right there, Lamont, does that impress you? Yeah, that's impressive. He got a groove going now. See, yeah. if you watch the top part of his fingers, you can see that when that ball makes contact, he's 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 giving he's doing some give. Either way, that's very impressive okay. what he's doing. Like okay. that right there to me, that's easy. That's a that right there. That's a different angle. That's a natural angle. That right there is impressive. I feel like that's hard. You're watching Odell Beckham right now when he was laying down, I guess, doing this commercial. Um, you know, that's all these all that stuff to me is amazing. Yeah, that, <laughs> I mean all that stuff. What, what Pryor's doing, it just overall, you know, laying down, catching the football with one hand when you got stick, when you got sticky gloves, that's one thing. But to to come from Big Ten playing quarterback and yes. go to the NFL and be a threat at the wide receiver position, now that right there, that that catches my eye more than anything. All right, next game, Baltimore Dallas. Dallas just keeps rolling. Uh, yeah. The Ray, you saw um, Ray Lewis came out and. I mean, I guess it's just Ray Lewis being Ray Lewis. He just loves to talk. But he came out and had to – I thought he was wrong, and apparently he thought he was wrong too because he came out and apologized. But you heard he had those comments about Joe Flacco and said he was emotionless? I didn't I didn't hear the comments. I, I heard he apologized. I didn't know for what. He said he lacked uh, emotion and that he wasn't really um, – kind of questioned his leadership and just his emotion. And I, I mean, I guess when you're as emotional as Ray Lewis – you know, I I feel like everybody probably doesn't seem emotional to you. You don't have, and you don't have to be an emotional leader. That's what you said. Tim Duncan is an emotional leader. I mean, some guys just aren't that way. You lead by example. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, I I feel like it was wrong for him to even come out of his mouth and he really be talking about uh, Joe Flacco yeah. for you know, like I, it was uncalled for. Flacco doesn't bother anybody. He's not great. He's not. Yeah. He's just not, he's Joe Flacco, you know what I mean? He's just the yeah. middle of the road quarterback. So, I mean, I, I'm not really sure why attacking Flacco had anything, uh, to do with the, uh, Ravens who, Respect I don't. Respect this apology though. I, yeah, yeah. I, I, was, I was watching, I was watching on first take earlier today and, um, I guess Stephen A was mad that Ray apologized. He was saying that stand by your word, what you were saying is what you should believe and, and Molly kind of agreed. Molly was like, you know, you know, the great journalists, you know, they don't apologize for anything. But Max was like, that's terrible. That's the dumbest yeah, thing I've ever heard of in my life. Yeah. I'm, Max was like, look, if, if you're wrong, you're wrong. You're wrong. Yeah. That, to being wrong, that's terrible. And, <laughs> no, that's all too. So you're supposed to just stay under on like, yeah, I know I was wrong, but hell, yeah. I still, like, I think yeah. that's ignorance. That's being yeah, dumb. Yeah. I don't, I didn't, I didn't like that at all. I, I caught the tail end of the conversation. I, you know how Stephen A goes. You know he's going. He's going right off about you shouldn't don't apologize and stand by your word and all that. Max is like no. Well, that just lets you know that when that lets you know about him. You know what I mean? Because yeah. if if somebody calls you and convinces that you're wrong, just like yeah, yeah I know I'm wrong, but I'm not gonna say nothing. Like, exactly. That's that's exactly. that's not cool. I had a situation. I mean, just Go ahead. with that when I was with the Jets and, and talking about that Hicker? comment right there when he said something about the journalists. No, no, good oh, journalists okay. never apologize. This, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. That comment right there, every journalist, that's the reason why athletes don't like talking to you. Yeah. It's just that simple. Yep. Athletes sit down, they, 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 they do interviews with these people and then they, they look for drama. Mm-hmm. They take all the nature, all the natural out of it and they look to plug in all this unnecessary drama. So for all the media out there who, who 
want to classify athletes as being jerks. I mean, that comment right there, stand by your word even when you're wrong. Media is quick to jump on athletes when we're doing wrong. But what type of example are you setting for kids who are watching your show? Hey, hey, kids, guess what? When you're wrong, you stand by your word. Even when you realize that you're wrong, no, you stand. That's that's pretty much what you're saying. And that's why athletes don't like talking to the media for that reason right there. Couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, hundred percent. That's why Ray, Ray's a player, and he knows that. Yeah, and, yeah. and and he apologized because okay, he's he's in the media now, but yeah. Ray Lewis is Ray Lewis because of because that man went to war in the football field. Right. And what you're not going to do is ask a Hall of Famer to just to 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 just just drop all of your integrity, your moral values, and the fact that 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 the reason that you're on TV in the first place is because of what you did on the football field. Absolutely. You're not going to ask that man to just drop that and put that to the side. No. And then let's not talk. You went to war. You went to war with that guy. You went to war with that guy. And he, and he was the quarterback who, who helped you win the Super Bowl. Right. Yeah. Who who made some magnificent yes. throws yes. for you all to win the Super Bowl. He's yeah. not an emotional leader. He's a guy that's going to go out there and get the ball to the people that he needs to get the ball to. Period. Point blank. I, I'd imagine. I mean, I don't know if Flacco probably not. It doesn't strike me as the guy, but I'm sure somebody calls Ray. Just like damn, right? You gonna do me like that? Like, right. what, what did I do to you? <laughs> right. And and if you're a man, you'd be like, you know what? I, I I'm tripping. I had no business saying that whatsoever. You know what right. I'm saying? And like, if you're Flacco, like, why are you attacking Flacco? Flacco didn't do nothing to you. He didn't change. You know, that, that was just uncalled for. Um, back to the game though. I know we got a whole bunch of Cowboys fans out there. So let's and a lot of you guys text us all throughout the week. Talk talk about the Cowboys. Talk about the Cowboys. The Cowboys are good. I think all three of us will agree on that. The Cowboys are good. We'll say it again. The Cowboys are good. Y'all don't have to keep texting us, asking us when we're going to talk about the Cowboys. <laughs> Cowboys are in first place in their division. Prescott, Prescott is good. Ezekiel Elliott is good. Des Bryant is good. Um, Coles Beasley is really fitting nicely into that West Welker role, and he's a nice addition. The offense is good. You guys look good. Happy for you. Have, have, did we satisfy our <laughs> Cowboys audience? Because we have a large uh, Cowboys audience. I'm not sure. Because they keep telling us, when are you guys going to talk about the Cowboys? First of all, we talk about the Cowboys probably more than the other team. We would talk about the Romo and the Prescott forever. Romo has, Romo has said that, you know, he's bow down and give the boy a spot. Mm-hmm. Fine. I don't, I don't really know what else there is to talk about. He got a tough, uh, game this week, division, and a show up. And, um, you know, happy for, I think we're all happy for Prescott. I'm very happy for Prescott. I'm very happy for Ezekiel Elliott. Um, but in the, in the words of, uh, I believe Jim Carrey and Cable Guy, down, down, down. Blue Knights going down. Cowboys losing this week. They're losing to the Redskins. Cowboys fans, um, your team has done a great job. Um, the future looks very bright for the Cowboys. I hate to say that, Ben, though I can't stand the Cowboys. But, um, you know, this upcoming week is the week that, that, that you go down. Win this week, the division is, is yours. If you lose this week, you're going to lose the division. Ezekiel Elliott, he's played two back-to-back games where teams were teeing off on him. That wasn't an easy task. These last two games were by far the hardest games that he's played in five years. I guarantee it because he ran through everybody in college. He's not used to getting hit as much as he got hit in this game. And with a short week coming back. That's why back, I want to ask you. Speak on that. Short yeah, with week the short week, back. with the short week as a running back coming back. They just played on Sunday. He's not really feeling right until Wednesday. He's like 21. He hasn't had enough hits for him to be feeling right. But nah. you have to realize. No, no, you have to understand this. These two back-to-back games. Baltimore, and I forgot who they played the week before, but it was tough sledding for him. He's not used to that. That's something that I guarantee his body is not that used to. And we're talking about he's approaching that time where that rookie wall starts to hit. 
I see a lot of people don't. We just play fantasy football and you just turn on the TV and you just see the people. Obviously, I went there when I was with you. I went through it with you. Explain to these people how you feel on Monday. I've seen it. So explain oh, to these people on, how you on, feel on Monday. On Monday, Monday when you wake up, it's it's not as bad because depending on you know what you you know if you had an injury and you took a painkiller, sometimes them things still they still sit in your system. But when you hit Monday night, Tuesday morning, oh my gosh, you feel everything. Your bones ache. Whatever whatever injury you play through or whatever nick you play through that adrenaline allowed you to finish the game, you feel that on, t- on Monday night, Tuesday morning. Um, you work through it on Wednesday in practice because you put the pads on. You just got to work through it. And then you really don't start to feel right, at least for myself, until probably Thursday because you know that Friday's coming up and you don't have to put on pads. Friday's an easy day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's going to be very interesting to see this upcoming game because the Redskins, to be honest with you, they didn't play in a very physical game. The Dallas Cowboys did. What is the what is their schedule going to be like this week on a short week like that? Because I, I know what the schedule is generally on a Monday, off Tuesday, pads Wednesday, Thursday, walk through Friday. On a week where you have to play on Thursday, how does it, what what do you, you played on Sunday? So what are you doing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? I think today they will probably do a walkthrough. Watch the um, they may not watch the film from the last game because they're moving on to to, to your next opponent. So basically, you get your scouting report today. You do a walkthrough. You make sure you hit your weights, things of that nature. Um, tomorrow will be a combination of a of a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Today will be a combination of a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yesterday was more of a walkthrough, introduction to the week. Today will be a combination of a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Um, tomorrow will be more of a Saturday. Because they play on Thursday. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much the way the week is. I didn't experience having to play on Sunday and then playing on Thursday, but I did experience playing on, um, I think, like a Sunday and having to play on Saturday. I can't remember how it worked out, but we had a very short week. I actually love those weeks. Right. Because yeah, practice is no short. Pad, yeah. You really just want to play mm-hmm. the game anyway. So right. you, you're excited about that quick exactly. turnaround. And once the game is over, we pretty much get a free day or two off to allow our bodies to recruit. So, to recoup. So, um, you know, it's going to be a good game. But congratulations to the Cowboys, this team. We cannot deny that right now, this is probably, um, this is probably the one top one, top two best teams in the National Football League Who? right now. Oh, oh, the Cowboys. Yeah, okay, the got Cowboys. It. I thought you were saying the Redskins and oh, Cowboys no, are no. one and two. Okay. No, no, no. Heck I got you. Hey, one. Any Cowboys fans over there got something that they said? Okay. No. And Dak, Dak's getting better too, by the way. He is. Happy for him. He definitely is. <coughs> Go ahead. Next game. Um, Jacksonville, Detroit. I think we flipped on this one, DJ. But or did I let you pick, or you let me pick, or vice versa? Because we didn't. I have no idea what either one of these teams are. I think we might we might have both just went with Detroit. We'll never know because A1 mm-hmm. refuses to have the um, right. picks with us. Um, mm-hmm. Blake Bortles is bad. Jaguars are bad. Denard Robinson finally got the ball again. That's good to see. Okay. Um, I don't know Detroit's what to say. Detroit's actually 6-4. and four. Yes, they are, which is really odd. In a bad division, too. So they mm-hmm. got a shot. Yeah. They got a, I mean, they got as good a shot as anybody else. If, if you watch that Packers game and we know what the Bears are and Minnesota can't score to save their life, Lions are just as good as any team in that division. Yeah, not much here. I mean, you you got some. You got something you want to say? No, I, I have no desire to say anything about Jacksonville at okay. this point. <laughs> to Tennessee, um, the Colts. Out of the blue, Andrew Luck has a concussion. That I, I watched the whole game and didn't hear anything about that. 
and then I get a text on my how phone. You, that's how do you continue to watch these whole games? <laughs> because <laughs> I, I, I own fucking like three leagues. It's not easy. It's because it's multiple televisions. Let's not get twisted. Like if there was one television, no, I, I would not. It's still, it's hard to like. It's hard, man. It's, there's no, so I, many games on I, at that I time. Agree. I agree. That game is. I can say if they played at four, where well, you gotta right, watch it. Right, right. Nah, you're. You, there's you. no way that game's getting on the TV. Nah, I'm. I, I get it. I get it. I, I definitely get it. Um, Mariota. He, he, Mariota's putting together a really good, a really good yeah, season. Man, he's throwing two touchdowns in a lot of games in a row. I, I forgot what it was. He's he's playing well. Nah, he's he's doing well. He's doing well. Him, him and um, I, I I might say he might have, have nudged ahead of uh, Winston in that little race they got going between the two of them going on. He he looks good. I, you know. He looks good. I'll say that. And the Colts—they're just not. They're just not a good football team all the way around. Nothing breaking news there, or anything of the sort. Yeah. Um, yeah but you know what? That um, this is another division that um, somebody has where, to win. Where, where where you look and you wonder what's going on with the Colts and Andrew Luck, and right now <laughs> they're five and five behind the six and four Texans uh, in their division. And regardless of how bad Andrew Luck has, has played this season or the, the the Colts look this season, they're still right there in the mix to 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 win the division. Oh no! The thing yeah. is, Luck's not playing bad. The team just isn't good. And but the thing is, none of those teams. Are, I'm just like you know who is playing bad? The worst quarterback playing that division, Brock, and his team is in first place in that division. Yeah. He's playing. I, I mean, last night they just kept showing so many different stats that he is dead last in. I mean, every graphic came up. He was 30th or 32nd in the league. And, you know, his completion percentage over 10 yards, last. Complete, like, it just everything he's lasting, except for, you know, where he's not last? In the division. First, he's on sitting on top of the division. You know what I mean? So that just lets you know that th- th- this division just isn't good. And the fact is, is, one of these teams is going to the playoffs. That's a fact. I don't know. So you can go to the next game. I don't know what else to say about those, those either one of those two teams in that division. Buffalo or Cincinnati? I told you at the beginning of the year, the Bengals aren't good. And Andy Dalton isn't good. AJ Green, um, out for the year. Giovanni out for the year. Things are, things are getting good. And the thing that I started harping on yesterday when I was in the car and I was listening and boy, you got a greater point that we hadn't mentioned all year is you're like, yo, it's time to pay Kirk Cousins to give him his money. And, and I got to thinking when you see guys like Andy Dalton's got his money. Um, Kirk Cousins, every bit Brock Oswald has got like when you look at the guys who have gotten their money, for you to think that Kirk Cousins isn't as good as Andy Dalton, you're crazy. I mean, he's every bit as good as Andy Dalton. He's every bit as good as a whole bunch of these handful of these guys who are who are just guys. Kirk's playing is just as good as anybody, really. Yeah, no, I, I, absolutely. And Andy Dalton's not good. Like he's just not that. I, this is the second game in a row where I watched a whole bunch of him, unfortunately, and it's just bad. And you know, now when once AJ Green goes out, it's only going to get worse. I don't really have a problem with Andy Dalton. Um, I don't know how you don't. I, I don't, don't know if I you don't, don't watch him, but he's, he's, he's really unimpressive. Like, really <laughs> unimpressive, dude. I've seen Andy Dalton, you know, play some, play some really good football. He, he can make the throws. He can use his feet. Um, he seems to be pretty smart. I, I don't think they're running, running a great offense, man. No, I don't know what's don't going so on either. over there. I don't think so. I guess the question, the only question you have out of there would be, is it Marvin Lewis time to go? I like Marvin Lewis, but. I mean, at some point in time, you know, you always got to part ways. I mean, unless you Belichick, no, no, nobody's going to stay there forever. It's been a long time. The, the thing, I think what you get careful with the, where, where you would want to, um, 
the Bengals were essentially the Browns before Marvin Lewis gets there, yeah. right? Marvin Lewis goes there, and it's something that, like, I don't know, 11 playoff appearances out of, like, 12 years. And, I mean, I don't even know if the Bengals probably have 11 playoff appearances in the franchise history mm-hmm. outside of that. So it's kind of like, you know, be careful be careful what you're asking for. Like, you can go back to the old days and yeah. know Marvin Lewis, you yeah. know, I mean. But now they got a, they got a pr- pretty good roster, so I'm pretty sure they would hire somebody who's – you know, up to the job, but I don't think Marvin Lewis will have a problem getting another job. No, no he wouldn't. I don't, I don't think he would either. You know, I don't think he would either. We sit here talking about Marvin Lewis, and he's one game out of being in first place in the division. That's another division at, that's at three and six. At three and six, yeah, that division has gone by the wayside. <laughs> and the thing is, for the, for the better part of probably the last decade, that's been the best division in football. It's been, yeah. Yeah. and and now out of the blue, like all of the teams got worse, including the Browns, who didn't even have much room to get worse, and they've gotten worse. You know, the Ravens aren't that good. The Steelers, we keep calling the Steelers a good team, except for they keep losing games. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, on paper, everybody says, oh, the Steelers, you know, the Steelers. And then you look up and, you know, their record is, what's their record, Boogie? 5-5. Five five. Five. They lead. Right. So, second. Yeah. I mean, five that's, five. you know, you, people mention the Steelers as if they're a top-tier team, but you, you got as many wins as you do losses. You know what I mean? And and the Ravens, where we would say Ravens not a good team, they're tied for first place in the division. Right and the Bengals certainly not uh, looking good and like you said one one win out of uh out of first place that division has really gone bad really fast um the Bills man I'm actually happy for um for Rex Ryan hanging on hanging on there uh and making noise and causing uh trouble for yeah. for other teams yeah. uh, you got any, either one you have anything to say about that no really no really I mean I I um, I was kind of between this game I didn't know who I wanted to win because I like Cincinnati and I like Buffalo I, I mean I like Rex and I like I like Cincinnati. I, I think they have a good team. I, I expected them to win the division this year, but obviously injuries and you know things happen. I mean, it's been a weird year for a, a few teams that we expected high things from. AJ Green is in that discussion of of best um, receiver in football. I really wish there was a way that, like in basketball, you know, you can get the ball yourself and do things, and you can just. But I mean, you know, like we have so many talented receivers. You know, with these quarterbacks, you don't know who, you know what I mean, who was what and how good somebody is and how bad somebody is or whatever the case may be. Because A.J. Green is, he's right up in there with that same category with um, mm-hmm. Julio Jones. Like, mm-hmm. he's, a, he's a special dude. Yeah, but sometimes, like you said, you need you need that quarterback who who is like he's going to get you the ball regardless. Yeah, even, no, no. even when you do have a good quarterback, because like I'm watching our game and Odell Beckham is just getting doubled the whole game. So and Eli doesn't care. Eli throws the ball to anybody. He threw to a guy I never even heard of last week. <laughs> and but then you got um, Matt Ryan. He's gonna he, he he's gonna throw the ball to Julio. He, they're gonna find a way to get Julio the ball. A slant, a screen. He's gonna throw it in double coverage. Yeah. It's, and uh, what's his name's got out that out there in Pittsburgh? Because Ben gives him the ball regardless. Yeah. Ben throws him the ball regardless. Yeah, I mean, and Ben Ben spreads it around too, though. No, he does, but he still gives him. A, he gives Antonio. Um, Antonio. He gives Antonio a chance to make plays. Yeah, yeah, but I think the difference between AJ Green and the other wide receivers of the other teams that you all named, those other guys have things around them. Cincinnati Bengals is AJ Green yeah. well, from you the receiving core. Wise, I mean, yeah. Just, I mean, just from from every from. I mean, you look at what if you look at Atlanta, look at what they have. They have a nice run game. They have a wide receiver opposite of of of, of Julio that that <clears throat> can get some attention. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at even if you look at Odell Beckham, you're talking they about definitely you definitely got receivers. I mean, they got receivers galore. Mm-hmm. I mean, your run game may not be the best, but mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, like you have worst. Eli. You have other guys that that get some attention. Mm-hmm. AJ Green is is it's just AJ Green, 
And so all the coverage is being rolled his way. And we also have to think about this when we're talking about the Bengals and Marvin Lewis. Um, this may be like his third or fourth offensive coordinator Andy Dalton's had in like the last three or four years. You have to remember Hugh Jackson was there the year before. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to remember, I believe, Jay Gruden was his offensive mm-hmm. coordinator for yes, a while. Yes, he was. Um, so it's a lot of changes that's, that's, that's gone on there that makes it tough for the quarterback position. And the fact, when you think about when the Bengals were, big, were, were good, they had big backs. It's just that simple. They had big backs. If you think about the boy that came out of Texas, um, well, no, I forgot, I forgot the boy's Dillon? name. No, no, not Corey Dillon. Corey Dillon, um. You talking about after that? After that, I know you're talking about, so I can't think. Oh, of. I, I know you're talking about. He got in trouble. Yeah, he got Cedric Benson. Cedric Benson. Benson. Cedric you know, Benson. they had Cedric Benson, and they had I forgot who they had. Jeremy after. Hill. They had Jeremy Hill, but it was somebody else. Jeremy after Hill got Cedric. Jeremy Hill. No, no it was somebody upset. after. Not Jeremy Hill. Um, I know who you're talking Benson about that they had. Who was a big back? Uh, Rudy Johnson. Rudy Johnson. That's what I was thinking. They had big backs. So my whole point is, is they got a lot going in Cincinnati. I'm happy for Rex Ryan, but at the end of the day, I don't, I don't think any of these teams are going to be relevant. Nope. <laughs> I agree with you. End of the season. Next mm-hmm. one. I agree with you there. Tampa Bay, Kansas City. <laughs> Tampa Bay went in there and won. I think they said Kansas City has lost like four games at home in the last like four years or something ridiculous like that. So, I mean, it's an impressive victory. I think it's more of an anomaly. Alex Smith was just Alex Smith. He, he just made one. He, you know what? He made one costly mistake that he doesn't normally make. You know, Alex Smith is normally a, a, a safe bet and a 17 19 point game is the game that the Chiefs normally win. It's just that one Alex Smith turnover that he doesn't normally make makes a difference in the game. Mike Evans is another one of those guys who's a special receiver. Um, you know, again, I, I'd said it from the beginning. I feel like Tampa Bay's one, one year away before we start really talking about them. Yeah. You know what? Win for them. It is. It is a good win for them. I, I'm going to tell you what, man. I can't even, and I'm going to get, I'm, normally I wouldn't say this about Tampa. I'm still not counseling. I'm still not eliminating them from the playoff talk. They're in second place in their division. Teams like that to me, I I, I don't. It, it they're like you said. I feel like they're irrelevant. You know what I mean? Like for example, when we the Jacksonville, Tennessee Colts, and um, whatever the fourth team is out there, one of them is making the playoffs, right? I I I'm still not acknowledging them though. Like I I don't care. <laughs> one of them is going to make the playoffs. I don't care though. Because they're gonna, what's gonna happen is they're gonna get embarrassed by one of these other real good teams. You know what I mean? It's kind of like DJ when we watch the Eastern Conference basketball. Eight of those teams are making the playoffs. Doesn't mean we have to pay attention to the eighth team. You yeah. know what I mean? But yeah. the fact is, is that they hand out playoff spots, and somebody's gonna get one. So you know, could could Tampa Bay make the playoffs? I mean, mathematically, yeah. Doesn't mean that they're gonna do anything. Doesn't matter. You're talking about if I'm Jameis Winston, I. I'm a quarterback that just got my team to the playoffs. That's all I care about. Doesn't matter if you're going to be relevant or not. If I'm a, if, if I'm a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, I'm just happy to see my team playing in the playoffs. Right. So from that standpoint, I am. If I am a football fan, an NFL fan, and my choices are: Would you rather the Bucks see the Bucks in a playoff game, or would you rather see Carolina and Cam Newton? I would rather see Carolina and Cam Newton because I think they have an opportunity to beat whatever opponent that is. Not if they don't make it, because obviously they lost enough during the year. Yeah. What's your net? Anything uh, anybody want to say about either one of these teams? Um, Chiefs are a good team, man. Chiefs are a good team. Is um, it's a good win. It is. It is absolutely a good win. Make no mistakes about it. Where's the the other receiver? I can't think of his name. Um, who? Kansas City. The boy from Philly. Uh, he was out. Uh, what's his name? Uh, with an M. Uh, what? What? what, 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 What? 
Why, Mick? What the hell? Oh, we can't think of this guy's name. Who was the Philly receiver who went over there with him? Something with an M. What? A1, who's the Kansas City Chiefs? No. Uh, damn it. Why can't I? The Chiefs number one receiver. Came from Philly with Andy, with, uh, Andy Reid. No, it's not Mac. Macklin. Macklin. Jeremy Macklin. Jeremy Macklin. I knew it was one of them. I told you Mac. I told you Mac. You guys couldn't even give me the rest of that. Jeremy Macklin. Yeah, he was out. Next game, Chicago at New York. <laughs> Jay Cutler, boy. That dude's funny, man. <laughs> Jay Cutler actually ain't played bad early on. They was up 16 to 6. Yeah. And I'm like, Jay Cutler would come out here and play well against us. And then once Zach Miller got hurt, it kind of, it kind of went downhill. And then we, we started to get pressure on him. I mean, our defense has been, has been playing good for us. Um, still level with, with Landon Collins. He's got another interception. He's been all over the place. Pierre Paul, two and a half sacks. Um, he actually <laughs> ran the ball a little bit this game. I saw, did you see Donovan McNabb on first take? No. Talking about Eli Manning. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. I did. That, uh, so if you didn't see it, so Lamont, they're talking about Tom Brady. Right. <laughs> and they're talking about Tom Brady and what's wrong with Tom Brady and, uh, no, excuse me, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. So Max says, I'm going to show you some numbers. I'm going to tell you Aaron Rodgers numbers compared to, um, Eli Manny's numbers. And Aaron Rodgers numbers are all slightly better than Eli, like just a little bit better than Eli in all these categories. And so Stephen A and Donovan are like staring at him and Molly and they're like, well, and he's like, and Eli's a pretty good quarterback. So, and so Molly's interrupts him and is like, I don't think that's a good argument that his numbers are the same as uh, Aaron Rodgers' numbers are the same as Eli Manning. So um, Donald McNabb said, why did you pick Eli Manning? He's like, because he's a good quarterback. And McNabb just stares at him. And then he goes, you don't think so? And McNabb obviously doesn't want to say anything bad. He's like, he's like, no. No. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, no. He's like, I mean, he, he's like, when you talk about regular season numbers, he's just like, no, he's, he's not a regular, a good regular season quarterback. He's like, you know, he's won a Super Bowl. And he, McNabb tried to be, you know, as not, you know, as politically correct as possible. He's like, no, he's not. And saying that, he was like, why you would he's like, why you couldn't see Drew Brees' numbers? Why you couldn't see, uh, Tom Brady's numbers? Right. He's like, Aaron, he's like, Eli Manning's numbers? Like, nah, that's, he's not a good quarterback. And I thought it was funny. I thought it was real funny the way, uh, McNabb said it. Yeah. I mean, it's hard for, for, that to come from McNabb, a guy who didn't win a Super Bowl, who, yeah, who but went I, and lost to a team Eli's beat twice, and and with with Stephen A. said, you know, made sense. He was just like, well, guys missed six out of the last seven playoffs. Yes, yeah, you get that. But for for to come from McNabb, who yeah, you won a division a lot, and you could never get to where Eli's been twice. If, if Eli's Eli's got two Super Bowls that you just can't take away from his resume. Not one, two. Yeah, no, he has had yeah. two Super Bowls that you can't take away. Two MVPs, right? Um, but that being said, I'm with McNabb when it's like when we're talking about Aaron Rodgers' numbers and you're comparing to Eli, you definitely ask yourself, <laughs> how did we get here? Like, yeah. when did Eli become the measuring stick for measuring right. stick for right. Aaron Rodgers? And I think well, that was what well, he was well, saying. Well, like, Max they're was, not even in the same boat as what as what McNabb was trying to well, say. What they they what they didn't what they didn't do, and you know how Stephen they do. They didn't let Max finish making his point. Cause soon as, soon as he got to Eli, they both they were, they they were they just like, yo, what do you, what do you even bring Eli name up with, with Aaron Rodgers for? And Max was like, man, let me, let me finish my point. Like, y'all ain't let him finish his point. And, you know, Max is a smart guy. He usually, you know what I mean? He says logical things. <laughs> he was just trying to compare Eli Manning <laughs> to Aaron Rodgers. Danny, Danny ain't making no better when he tried to use Eagle Dollar. 
in, in something too. I was like, that was a bad one. <laughs> <laughs> but he I, lost I the whole was, table. And the thing yeah. is, is that Molly and, and Steve, they are Giants fans. Yeah. And they're just like, yeah. hey, I don't know how we got the Eli Manning. Like, yeah, not, not him. Right. Um, go ahead. We can get to the next one. Well, you know what? I, um, I think Chicago lost this game. It was a coaching error in my They opinion. did lose the game. That is correct. No, no, I'm saying, I'm think, I'm thinking that they lost this game off of a coaching error and it was right before the two minute warning. The second half, the Giants pretty much shut the Bears out. Yeah. Like just from moving the ball. Yeah. You start moving the ball and right before the two minute warning, I believe they got a first down and they just let the clock roll out. Mm-hmm. In that situation, you don't slow down. I understand that you don't want to leave Eli Manning a whole bunch of time on the clock, yeah. but this is the first time that your offense has been moving. Jay Cutler got into a groove. And for you to disrupt his groove to help the defense out, that made that, I mean, it was critical because when you, when you think about after the two minute, after the two minute warning, the Giants stepped up and they, they really couldn't move the ball after that. So I think it was a good win for, for, um, the Giants. It was definitely a win that they needed to have to even stay in the hunt. Um, and I know you like the Giants. At the end of the day, these guys are still not even out. As far as, you know, everybody wants to talk about how well the Cowboys are doing. Yeah. The Giants can still win a division. The Redskins can still win a division. The Cowboys can still win a division. Redskins take care of business this week. We're right behind the Cowboys. Right behind the Cowboys. We play Cleveland, you know. And the fact that y'all play Cleveland, and right now we're seeing where that tie for the Redskins with the Cincinnati Bengals is hurting. Because if, if that tie was a win, Right now, the Redskins would be in we'll second be in, place, be in second place. To the Giants. So it's going to be really interesting to see how this thing plays out the rest of the way. One thing we know about the NFC East, as we've all grown up with it, all four of us in our entire lives in this division, <coughs> whether fans are just living, you throw out records when it comes, when those teams start playing each other, when the Cowboys, like, when you say the, is the Cowboys could be 16 to 0, they come here, it's going to be a fight mm-hmm. and vice versa. And, and the same thing with Giants and Eagles. We know that when it comes to division games up in that NFC East, you throw those records out the window. So, you know, as crazy as it sounds for you to say the Redskins are going to beat the Cowboys, that don't sound crazy to me. Wouldn't shock me in the, wouldn't shock me in the slightest bit. Not at all. Like, wouldn't shock me none. You, you know, you know <laughs> what I mean? So that, that's going to be, and, and the great thing about it is that, you know, the way they've set it up now, the way that December is all division <coughs> games, the NFC East, while the Cowboys are running away with it right now, there is, it's very much anybody's, uh, Division with with the exception of the Eagles, and I think it's just because they're young and they're not ready yet. So yeah. I, I'll take them away from that situation. I, I don't think the Eagles have a shot, but I think the Redskins, the Cowboys, and the Giants could all win that division. And it's going to be a very interesting December out there in the NFC East. So Agreed. Cowboys fans, you are riding high now, but you're not out the woods yet. Agreed. Go ahead. Next game. Arizona, Minnesota. Did you press? Um... It won't let it go. I don't know. Why it keeps just it keeps saying connected, but it's it's queued up. So whenever it does ready to go, you just hit it. Um, Carson Palmer, he's the pumpkin. Like you know, it, it's like last year with Cinderella, and it's twelve oh five now. It's one o'clock. You know what I mean? Like he's everything was last year. Everything was as good as it could be. You know, and and I remember DJ at the beginning of the year when we did our top ten quarterbacks, we were kind of both wanting to leave Carson Palmer out, but then you're like, uh, this dude was you know league MVP runner-up last year. Yeah, sounds numbers, kinda, his numbers were so good. Yeah, it's kind of hard to leave him out. Yeah. And then now you're like, this is why I wanted to leave him out. Like, he, he's not he's not good. And here's two guys that <coughs> who are paid, going back to your Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins is every bit as good as Sam Bradford is. Get that man, he's every bit as good as uh, Matthew Stafford is. Yeah. I mean, the list just goes on. Yeah. 
You, you know what I mean? Again, there's five or six guys that you can say he's not. And outside of that, it, you know, it's just whether you like pumpkin bagels, bagels or plain bagels after that. And but, it's unfortunate because David Johnson is a beast, man. They got one of the best running backs in the league over there, one of the best defenses. They got a lot and, of talent over there, and man. And they, they give up they give up a 100-yard interception return, which should have been the score for them, ends up being the score for Minnesota. And I thought it was a bad, a, very bad pass. Yeah. I mean, he was stared down the receiver, jumped yeah. on that, and that was gone. That's the video game Madden thing where the screen turns before you even throw the ball. Right. They didn't give up a kick return for 104 yards. So that's 14 points right there, and they lose the game by six. Um, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think, I still don't think Minnesota's that good. They, 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 be, they've been putting out games like this all year. They have zero offense. Zero yeah. offense. So, I mean, I don't even have a, I just really think that Minnesota is not capable of scoring. They started off five and zero, and they, you know, and now they're at six and four. Mm-hmm. You know, they have zero offense, like at all. They have st- they have digs, and that's it. You know what I mean? Like literally digs. And I was listening to, um, I believe it was Doc Walker, one of these local guys, and they were just like, "I'm stopping digs, and somebody else. You got to show me what else you got." You know, like I forget but, about it. the rest of these dudes are just guys. This, literally, this, this young kid is fast. It's at Adam. Thielen, he's been he's been playing well all year. The number nineteen. Yes. Yeah. And Patterson, Patterson was supposed to be the greatest thing ever, Man, Patterson, and it just never happened for some reason. He just can't. He makes plays. He's fast. He's big. He just <coughs> he just can't play receiver for some reason. I mean, remember? It, I mean, we he burst on the scene three or four years ago. Fantasy owners know the name. Yeah. You know they they had that guy going pretty high a couple years back, and he never did anything. I know with with regards to Minnesota um I don't know if there's talk about AP coming back or not this there year. is there is you just um, missed it just went across but um uh, with, with regard first of all with regards to Carlson Palmer the Minnesota Vikings are, are a top 3 defense in the National Football League but we're not just talking about Palmer that we are, saw today he's no no I'm just no I understand that but I'm talking no I understand that. that I understand that um I don't know what's going on in Arizona right now but uh you know as far as this game is concerned Minnesota just got beat by the Redskins. They're playing for their playoff life. They're actually playing for their division right now. And that defense showed what, you know, why Minnesota was 5 and 0 in the first place is because of that defense. So, um, it's going to be interesting to see how, how, how things finish up for Minnesota. If AP comes back, Minnesota may be, it gets, it gets, it gets very interesting because now you're talking about AP. The reason that you bring Bradford there in the first place is, is to kind of reunite him with AP, create yeah. that comfort for both of them. Yeah. With Diggs getting off, and, and you got to think about this, with a few of those games, Bradford looked good now. Mm-hmm. Bradford looked good. If he gets AP back, there's no telling what the Vikings can do. But this, this is a game, Arizona, Arizona got to feel, feel like with the defense that they have, they they just can't turn the ball over. You can't have two interceptions. You can't throw the interception in the red zone because – those are killer, man. You, you win, you win that game. I mean, you can't give up a hundred yard kick returns because you win that game just aside from one of those. That's a 14 point swing. Yeah. You're going to get seven and you give up seven. Yeah. That's, that's 14 points. Wait, because that's you huge. drove down there on right. that defense and then they end up getting an interception out of this. While we talked about great receivers, a name that's quiet under, and he, and he actually, you know, Larry Fitzgerald and what he's doing and what he's done throughout his career as every time you watch these games, he passes, he has put together one hell of a resume. Yeah, absolutely. He's yeah. put together one hell of a resume. And I remember it was about three or four years ago, right after Kurt Warner left, and he had two or three years with no quarterback. Mm-hmm. And and 
was awful. I owned him in fantasy and wanted to drop him and was mad that he was on the can't drop list. And when you remember, they had a different quarterback every single week. Yeah, and I kept saying, man, man, he's praying. I know he's calling Kurt Warner. <laughs> like, day. please come back. I mean, it got and and he stayed there and he stuck it out. Now he's not been playing for free over there. He's been getting quarterback money for for quite a while over there. But he in his hands, he's he's amazing. And the thing is with Larry Fitzgerald, he's not the fastest guy. He's not the strongest guy. He's not the tallest guy. And the career that he's put together, you out of DJs. The, the career that he's put together is, is you know, hats off to him, man. And he's yeah. been a constant professional the whole time. Yeah, yeah. All right, go ahead. Next game is um Miami at, at L.A. Rams. Golf debut. You know, I, I don't know. The Dolphins, another team that, I mean, they're, they're got a good shot as anybody to be in the playoffs. I mean, they put together six wins, I think five in a row. Each five one row. almost less impressive than the one before it, yeah. but but five rows, five wins in a row is five wins in a row, right? And it was weird. This game, like through the whole game, they, they was up to nothing. The Rams was, and I'm like, man, yeah, Tannehill right. has 57 yards, man. It's fourth quarter. It's like two minutes to go. I'm just talk about how Tannehill is, and next thing you know, he comes down, throws two intercept, I mean, two touchdowns, win the game, end up with 172 yards, and he looks like the hero. But for most of the game, nothing. he was pretty bad. What did you think of golf? Did you get any? Did you get a chance to see anything of? No, I didn't. I didn't get a chance to see to see him play. Um, Miami's on a five game win streak. Mm-hmm. I think the thing that hurts. Did you checked out those five wins though. I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. I mean, no, because I mean, put it this way: <clears throat> some of these teams that they beat have played teams that have lost to them. Yeah, that's so, right. I mean, so yeah. I mean, five games in the National Football League is five, five games. games. The only thing that hurts the Dolphins this year with with regards to an opportunity to go to the playoffs is the fact that the AFC West is so strong. Mm-hmm. That's the, because uh, if I'm because look, I'm looking at the rest of their schedule right now, every game that the Dolphins play from here on out is a winnable game with the exception of the last one that we know who we play who they play on the last one. Of course, the, the Patriots. Patriots. Yeah, but Patriots I, might be uh, might be chilling by then though. No, because you got to think about the AFC West. They still playing for home field advantage. So, so if you're playing for home field advantage and you're the Patriots and we know how coach Belichick is, mm-hmm. he's not trying to lose any game. Right. So you, you're talking about playing against a Patriots team, but if you look right at the now, rest the Raiders of the Raiders have home field right now. Right now, the Ra- right now. <laughs> how about that? Yeah. Shout out to all the Oakland Raiders fans, man. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy for the Oakland Raiders fans that they're, that they're able to enjoy the season that, that they're able to enjoy. But if you look at the Dolphins, Bills, they can beat, Jets, they can beat, Cardinals, they can beat, Ravens, they can beat, and now they play the 49ers next. I wore, so at work, we were supposed to wear jerseys on game days. And so yesterday I wore, um, bro got one of my black, uh, 34 Raiders jerseys. And it's funny how all the Raiders fans, hey, man, we're good, we're good. I'm not even a Raiders fan. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, everybody, I mean, and and the thing is, what I I had a conversation with one fan, and, and, you know, she said, are you a Raiders fan? And I said, nah, actually, I'm not, you know, but it's one of my brothers, you know, know, whatever, more a fan of his than than, than whatever. And I said, you know, she said, well, is he a Raiders fan? "Ah, I don't know, you know, he's happy that Mr. Davis gave him an opportunity and a a very nice lifestyle. Um, But I said, one thing that I am, and I know that he is, is that, we we were there for three years, and we saw the passion that those fans had, yeah. and very happy for yeah. them, and that they got to go because in the three years we were there, I, I don't even know if they won ten games in three years combined. Matter of fact, I know they didn't win ten games in the three years. <laughs> Only thing they did was probably see ten different quarterbacks in the three years, and those fans are very <laughs> passionate, and they deserve it. I, I, you know these Redskins fans around here, 
they're 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 amazing. The, the Raiders fans are even more delusional. I would say <laughs> <laughs> amazing, but they're loyal. And that being said, I, I would break my heart for them if they were to take their team and move them to Vegas. Yeah. Like I I. I that's not cool. How do we get there reserve. from the Miami and I don't know. Rams, I don't even. Yeah. Oh, because you guys are talking. You're right. Move to the next game. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Because you started talking about the Raiders. Yeah. And Raiders. yeah. I, yeah. I, I, well, I, I did. No, I, I don't know how we got to it, but I was just happy for the did Raiders. Did you have anything to say about Goff's debut? Um, it it was raining a lot of this game, so it was yeah. really hard. It was really hard to um to give him a, a fair assessment because because of the rain and they was winning most of the game. I mean, Tannehill. They didn't ask him to do anything. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't. So I, I couldn't really, I didn't really get much from this game. I forgot but, about the rain. They didn't, yeah. they, they didn't ask him to do anything. Yeah. That's fine. And, and, and you know what's crazy though is that certain quarterbacks in the right situation, because you know at the begin, the first four or five games of the year, Cowboys didn't ask Prescott to do anything. Yeah. You know, but the perception is out here tearing it up like he was Drew Brees or something. And I think after when they were you know four and one, his numbers were like four touchdowns and you know no interceptions. It's just like he ain't doing nothing. Well, that's what happens when you get comfortable. Ben Roethlisberger, same way. Tom, Ooh, Brady, Tom Brady, same way. Roethlisberger was flat out bad. You know, yeah, that, yeah. you know, yeah. and but a lot of times, you know, people like to compare a lot of quarterback situations, and they're not apples to apples. You know right. what I mean? A lot of quarterbacks, you know, there's guys who got Super Bowls winning games ten to six, and then you got guys like Romo losing games thirty five to to forty. Right. All right. Go ahead. What's that next game? San Fran, New, New England at San Fran. Cat man, just stay healthy and get out of there, bro. Yep. Yeah, I think he's putting together some good tape. Um, he's been he's been playing pretty well. You ask me, I think he'll be okay. I mean, if we keep doing this to, you know, get a job, you know, somewhere next year. New England gets Deion Lewis back. They're loading up, man. If 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 they can keep uh get Gronk back right and standing up straight there. They're, they're shaping up nicely for a Super Bowl run. For a long time in this game, San Fran was playing great deal on, on um, New England. It was they had they, it was like thirteen ten for a while, and you know, they, was, they was putting together some stops. It was it was kind of surprising, and then out of nowhere, it's like man, they got thirty. I'm watching this game right, and there's this one play two 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 words nobody will ever use in the same sentence with Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, who are two of the best quarterbacks to ever lose uh, to ever play. Extend the play. They don't do that. I'm watching this play, this game. I don't know if you saw this play, DJ. Tom Brady rolls out, and it's supposed to be a screen pass. The running back got tripped up or lost behind the line of scrimmage, so the screen pass wasn't there. Nobody's even remotely close to Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Just throws the ball on the ground. Just like, screw it. You know, like, he just threw the ball in the ground. Nobody's even close to him. Just like, yo, this is the play I wanted. Didn't happen. We're not extending anything. Right. Throw the ball on the ground. So I'm watching it, and I'm like, this is <coughs> arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. He just threw the ball on the ground because the one yard pass and the pass does. And then what ends up happening is he gets to the, uh, intentional grounding, which I, th- I thought, and he was shocked. And I'm like, Brady, the ball didn't even get close to the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. He just threw the ball on the ground because mm-hmm. the play he wanted. And it's like, I mean, I get it. You, you know, you, Brady and, and we've seen Peyton Manning go down. Nobody was so bad that nobody was even near him. He got back up. And <laughs> you remember that he went down? Like, oh, now I'm about to get sacked. Oh, wait, nobody's even here. He got back. I tell you what, <laughs> and it's just like you guys. When you see guys like Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, who would rather die than give up on the play, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And, and it's just like, man, come on, dude. I mean, is is that good or bad? I mean, because Eli's starting to do that now, and I hate it. No, like, yes, a guy get close to him, he's falling, he's throwing, throwing it in dirt. When you got Russell Westbrook, and you, I mean Russell Wilson, and you got some of these other guys sidestepping, finding guys down the field. Yeah, and which 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 do you prefer? I prefer that. I mean, you know, 
you you prefer the, I do. But again, when you say guys like Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? It, it's it's kind of almost being like, man, Jordan didn't really pass that well. You know, I mean, it's it's like you're, you're kind of nitpicking, but it's like these are the two of the greatest of all time. And I mean, yeah. Peyton Manning's thing used to be one, two, three, pat, pat, pat. This ball's got to go where I got to go. One, like yeah. we're not doing any of this four second stuff. Like yeah. it's just not happening. And like you said, but then you watch guys like Russell Wilson, you know, run around, extend plays, plays dead, and then boom, he's hitting the guys forty yards down the field, and you say, man, that's you know, that's that's why you think when you see. Aaron Rodgers and Andrew Luck, they're supposed to be the combination of both because they, they do extend plays. Right. I, it was just weird to just watch him roll out and just literally throw the ball into the ground for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> literally, just no reason whatsoever. Any, you got anything in this game, book? No. Hey, typical Patriots. Uh, Philadelphia at Seattle. Russell Wilson and Seattle getting right at the right time, 7-2. and two. Spent a lot of time early in the year saying something's not right yeah. over there, and I can tell you what's right. They're five and zero at home and seven and two. That's what seven they, two and that's, one. That's what that's what they've been doing this second half, just figuring it out. And ne- next to Foxborough, my my guess is that if you were to ask the people where you not want to go in January, Foxborough is going to be number one, and Seattle is going to be number two. And it might for some teams, it might even mean flip flopped. You, you don't yeah. want to go to yeah. Seattle. You don't go to Seattle anytime, yeah. and you definitely don't want to go there. Uh, you know. When, when it matters, especially when they get Michael Bennett back, it's just going to it's going to be worse. Jeez. Dude, that defense, man, they hit and they 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 hit. Yeah, they they hit they they hit. You know, Gronkowski is 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 as close as indestructible as you get in this league, and they literally put a hit on him that made him rethink about going over the middle for the rest of the game. And I, I, there's not many people you can say do that to somebody like Gronkowski, right? Those guys are dangerous, man. Man, you know what? I tell you what. I don't see Seattle. I don't see Seattle losing for the rest of the year. What's the They got the Buccaneers, the Panthers, Packers, Rams, Cardinals, Niners. Once they get moving, the only team I see them losing to that has a chance of beating them is the Rams. Because for some reason, the Seahawks always struggle against uh, against the Rams. I have no idea what it is. I don't know what Fisher knows or what it is about Fisher that. That the Seahawks struggle against them, but being able to being able to rush with four guys. I tell you what, this is the one team. There are two teams in the National Football League, and we're going to take the Patriots out because we all know nobody really wants to pay, play the Patriots in in the, in the playoffs. The Giants, do we go ahead? There are two teams. Giants do. Only team. There are two teams in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. that's what they well, do. Yeah, I guess um, <laughs> they're the only team. Kinda, it's probably don't, it might be the only team they want to play. They might well, be I'm the <laughs> national, no, no, I'm saying right now in the National Football League right now. Yeah, but go ahead. Right? Yeah. Even if the Giants made the playoffs with the other teams, right. I could yeah. care less as the Giants. You don't want to have to play the Seattle. Um, there are two teams right now uh, that are starting to get healthy that you don't want to have to see in the playoffs, and that is the 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 Seattle Seahawks. And although they are not doing well right now, Pittsburgh is a team that when they get healthy and when those playoffs come around, to me that is still one of the most dangerous. Offenses. I agree. Pittsburgh get in, you can lose league. to them. Yeah, when Pittsburgh gets in, they. I mean, Ben yeah. Roethlisberger Ben's at any time can Ben's just magic. put just up one game. Yeah, just if he. <laughs> so, Ben's magic. Ben's magic. So, but as far as Seattle's concerned, I, I've said it all year long. I don't care what Seattle does during the regular season. It's just a matter of when we get to the playoffs. That's when I. When I'm looking at Seattle, when it comes week one of the playoffs, all I want to know is what their depth chart looks like as far as health. And if yeah. they're a healthy team, then I, I, I thought they had started to. I thought they were on to something with uh, Procise 
and then he gets injured uh, again too. But yeah, he, me he, too. I, me I was too. like, you know what? They might be onto something here yep. with with, uh, with pro sites, and uh, then he gets injured too. So they are going to have to get that running game situation, you know, under control. Rawls was back, and whatever the case may be. But um, yeah, Seattle's good. Seattle's good. That late breaking news. They're good. Next game, Green Bay at Washington. I- I'm watching Aaron Rodgers. I, I put at, at one point it looked like every third pass was a drop. You saw the one where he literally that this is what I've never seen before. He hit Jared Cook in the hands when he wasn't looking. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, did you did you see that play when the guy was he hit a free walk into the end zone? But Cook turns, just got looked there. at at Aaron Rodgers, turns back around and stuff, and Rodgers hit the guy in his hand. Cook just got there though. Cook and Cook played. And play, very Cook played well. well. No, he had some great I thought, catches. I thought that addition having that big guy out there was real big for for Aaron Rodgers. We've been asking to, you know, give him a you know, a better target, a bigger target. He, he, he played well. He did yeah. play well, but but you remember the play that I'm talking about. Yeah, it's like yeah. he hit the guy in the hand. Then after that, um, who who they they do a close up on, and they're like, oh, what's his name right here? Getting coached up, da 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 da. Then he goes out there and drops the ball. I mean, they mm-hmm. were just dropping passes like it was yeah. no tomorrow. Yeah. And um, then Josh Norman, you know that that's a play. You know, I, I, that kid's covers, good with his no, he's good with his hands, man. Yeah, he 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 punched the hell out yeah. that ball. No, <laughs> is there anything you can do about that? That, no, I mean it's just I mean just gotta have good ball security, especially it's, it's when timing, he's yeah. he's he's being blocked by someone else. So you think and you're not worried about him? Perfect. Yeah. So he and he punches the ball. Like, that was yeah, that was. There's a, nothing was you a can do. About that. Yeah. I mean, the only thing you could do with that is just run hard. Um, my whole thing was when I ran the ball is if you put your arm anywhere near that, I'm trying to clamp it and twist it and make sure that you don't put your hand in it anymore. Yeah. But he's so he's so skilled at it yeah. that and the times that he does it, it's almost like. It's almost like he's doing it at the perfect time that your elbows coming up, mm-hmm. that you're doing your natural running motion. So you're coming and up at the no, so in your way. natural running motion, there's nothing much that you can do except for you have to be aware of it as you're running, which is going to take away from your yards. But that boy, man, I tell you what, I said, I'm, I'm going to keep saying it. Washington Redskins. I had him going but, 11 and five at the beginning of the season. And here's the one thing that, it, you know, we talk about teams and what they did last year versus this year. Last year around this time, the Washington Redskins were by far one of the hottest teams in the National Football League. I believe they went, what, 7-1 or something like that. I mean, they just – so we can't count the – I mean, the Washington Redskins, are they're looking good. Green Bay was beat up. Their secondary was beat up. And when you are going against the wide receiver – When you were going against the wide receiver core, the weapons that the Washington Redskins have, uh, where you got your safety having to check Crowder. You know, your safety has to check Garcon. That's 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 a tough cover. Did you see the stats that they put up for the secondary, the Cleveland? Oh yeah, oh the no, passer oh, 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 the passing raise against so the secondary was they, ridiculous. They put up the, they they're able to break up passer ratings when <coughs> thrown against each one of the players individually. So they put it up there. And uh Collinsworth, okay, they throw the numbers. 112, 130, 142, 155. Collinsworth says if you had a Pass a rating of 112, you would win the league MVP every year. He said, and that's the dead last on their team. He said, that is the lowest. 112 is the lowest. So he said, just to put that in perspective, if a quarterback had a 112 quarterback rating, he would win the league MVP every year. He said, that's the lowest. After that, and then it was like 150 something. He said, I didn't even know it could go that high. Essentially, that means every time you throw at that guy, it's a touchdown pass in the completion. You know, I mean, like, they were just out there looking like the greatest show on turf. They were just going up and down the, on the field with them at, at 375 yards passing. You could have told me he had 500 yards passing. And 150 rushing. I mean, like, they were just bad. 
And Aaron Rodgers, sorry for you, bro. That that's a bad situation. You got all the way over there. And and because I'm, I'm watching the game with some friends, some Redskins fans, and you know they're getting worried. Like, oh my God, man, Aaron Rodgers. Because Aaron Rodgers played well. He, he's going up and down I'm, the field. He's said, matching him. I said, bro, don't worry. <laughs> this defense is going for anything. Aaron Rodgers is making plays. Kirk Cousins is throwing to the most open receivers I've ever seen. And, and what's so crazy about this is Robert Kelly dropped two passes out of the backfield where he was by himself. Imagine if he catch those passes. It, I never seen the defense defense look look that bad. And and you can't you can't blame this on Aaron at all. Aaron played no great. Aaron no. Played great. Aaron, Aaron, Aaron played amazing. And and this game just let me like. It's not happening, bro. And it has nothing to do with Aaron. Like, it, it's not happening. I know that team is not up, good. Man. It's, it was bad. With this Redskins game, this, this, this game came down to the offensive line did a great job. Because although the secondary was beat up, you still had Peppers out there. You still had Matthews out there. And those guys did a great job of, of giving Kirk Cousins the time to allow those routes to develop. I mean, they were, and they without Trent Williams, the last two weeks, mm-hmm. the Redskins offense has looked really, really good. Peppers got some. I think. I think Matthews, I guess he, 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 he been off the steroids. <laughs> because, cause, cause <laughs> a few years ago, man, he was, he was the most unguardable guy in, in, in the world. I'm like, man, this, I don't want to, he's everywhere. I guess they moved this position to middle, but Clay just hasn't been the same. Lamont says he's got to get out of here. You want to get your picks in there, Lamont? Yeah. Well, um, uh, there's only one more game. One more oh, game. Oh, yeah. Right. Shout out to Oakland. Yeah, the we we are your guys already talked mostly right. about yeah, we Oakland. already talked about Oakland. Houston at Oakland. I mean, unfortunate for Houston that that you know that that, that oh, whole sideline yeah. thing it wasn't just worked that. The out the first, way it worked the out. First downs, the third and one, spots. man, terrible spots. Terrible you know spots. What? He got day, both of those. You you just happy to be in that game if you're Houston. It's an unfortunate loss for them, but like we said, uh, shout out. We're definitely happy for the Oakland Raiders fans. Brock Osweiler is so bad, man. Like it, it's. He didn't even play that bad yesterday. Just watching him is tough, man. That dude is, <laughs> that, that dude is bad. Go ahead. What, um, go ahead you go you ready to get these picks? A1? You ready to get these picks? You going to bring them this time? Next time? I'm going to go, um, I'm going to go Detroit over Minnesota. A lot of games on Thanksgiving today. Um, three. Washington over Dallas. Pittsburgh over Indiana, Indianapolis. Tennessee over Chicago. Buffalo over Jacksonville. Baltimore over Cincinnati. Oh man, this week is pretty easy. Um, pretty easy. Atlanta over Arizona. The Giants over Cleveland. I'm gonna go Saints over Rams. Dolphins over 49ers. Chargers over Houston. Seattle over Tampa. Oakland over Carolina. Patriots over the Jets. Uh, ooh, this may be a tough one. I'm gonna go Kansas City over, uh, Denver. Over Denver. In Denver. And I'm going to go Philly over Green Bay. Too I don't many think that's an easy week at all, man. That's a lot of games. It's a lot of games, but, I mean, come on now. Oakland's going to beat Carolina. Seattle, Tampa. I mean, Houston, Houston, San Diego, but. I see a lot of toss-ups in there for me. I mean, me and DJ go over these now, but <laughs> I see a lot of toss-ups. All right, Lamont, well, you have a good Thanksgiving. Thanks we'll for having you, me. Uh, next week. Yes, sir. I appreciate right, it. So, we'll go, DJ. Go ahead. All right, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Um, me and MG do our picks now. Later, bro. Pittsburgh at Indiana. Indianapolis. Pittsburgh, especially if uh, Andrew Luck doesn't play. Yeah, it's not Pittsburgh for me, too. I mean, if Andy, if Andrew Luck doesn't play, 
I don't, who who is even their backup quarterback now that what's his name is gone? The old uh, Hasselback's gone. Uh, Josh Freeman isn't there. I don't even know who their backup quarterback is. I'd, I'd probably pick him with luck there too. Yeah, that I agree. <laughs> the, to, but to me, without luck, it makes it not even discussable. I I agree with you. I'd pick him with luck uh, with luck there as well. Go ahead, the next one. Um, Tennessee at Chicago. How do you pick that? <laughs> How do you pick when you have no idea what Jay Cutler you're getting ever? You never know what Jay Cutler you're getting. Yeah. I'll I'll take Tennessee. Yeah. I'll, I'll take Tennessee, too. For some, for some reason, I feel Chicago might win this game. I think Chicago so, might win. I don't even know how to pronounce this name. Is their backup? The Colts. Yeah, how do you go into a season with that as your... I don't know. Especially when <laughs> with the worst offensive line in football yeah. and the guy just came off a lacerated spleen he, he might be, the he year might be before. Good. Might, we'll, ja- we'll, we'll, we'll probably about to find out. Jacksonville at Buffalo. Give me Buffalo. Buffalo. Cincinnati at Baltimore. Give me Baltimore. Baltimore at home. Yeah, AJ Green's no not AJ playing. Green, no Geo. Yeah, Arizona at Atlanta. Atlanta. Arizona is like not even close to what they were last year, yeah. and I feel like the only real difference is Carson Palmer's play. Like Carson Palmer, if you were to take the name off the back of his jersey, like this, this guy's not good. Yeah, not this year anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like he's not playing good football. He's really not. New York at Cleveland. Giants. Giants, yes. Yeah, this won't be the way Cleveland get their win. The Rams at New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. Yeah, he's not ready for that. He's going to need 30 points to, yeah. to, to win there. San Francisco at Miami. Another, see, that's what I'm saying. That's going to be another Miami win. It's going to be, wow, they're on fire. Like, they beat the 49ers at home. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be another win. And, I mean, I get what Lamont's saying. A win is a win, right? But Miami you know, for me. Miami. San Diego at Houston. San Diego. How the hell does Houston have six wins, man? I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll take Houston. I'll take San Diego. Seattle at Tampa Bay. Seattle. Seattle. Carolina at Oakland. Hey, by the way, if there's any more room on the Seattle bandwagon, let me get on there, man. They, they're rolling. Yeah. They're good. And Jimmy Graham, we're getting the Jimmy Graham that they were supposed to get. And Doug Baldwin is a very underrated uh, receiver. He He never gets mentioned ever, ever. Like, nobody ever mentions Doug Baldwin, mm-hmm. and he's pretty good. You know, he's not in that – he's not Julio Jones, A.J. Green class, right, right. but, you know, he's good. He's he an above-average receiver. He's a, he's a very good receiver. He's good. Um, Who you got? The Oakland-Carolina game? Yeah. Give me Carolina. Oakland's riding high. I was thinking about that, too. Oakland's riding right. high. And, oh. and and I'll file this one under the you're not going to win certain category that we've developed this year. You're not going to win them all, yeah. right? You know what I mean? So we're, we're we're approaching that would give them nine wins with still five games to go. I, I don't think the Raiders are winning thirteen or fourteen games. So, I, but I, 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 I that's that was my thinking for some picks early. I'm like, uh, are the um are Oakland is Oakland about to be six and two or five and two? Nah, and they win. Right? Yeah, and they're still winning. Um, at home. They sh- I mean, I everything like is in that. their favor. They're, they're at home. Carolina's not really looking good. I'll go with you on Carolina with that one, too. Okay. 
I guess we both just kind of have a feeling. Yeah, because I, I was hoping you were in Oakland. Cause I, was like, I, I can see Carolina they, because they're still in it. They're still, they're in, still it. in it. And they need it more. I just don't think Oakland's going to win 13 or 14 games. Yeah. Um, New England and New York Jets. New England? Yeah, I'm, it's not many situations that I have me. And the yeah. Jets are in bad rebuild mode. Yeah. Kansas City at Denver. It's a good one. I'll pick Denver. Did, did, did um Was Denver on a bye this week? Because I don't remember that. Yeah. Okay. Because I was going to say, Kansas City losing back-to-back games, that's kind of tough. Um, well, they shouldn't, they shouldn't lose to... Tampa Bay. This yeah, should no, be a I've, game that they, they should would, lose. Yeah. Denver at home. Yeah. Um. Give me Kansas City, man. I, 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 Simeon or whatever hell his name is. What? How do you pronounce his name? Simeon. It is Simeon. Mm-hmm. That quarterback situation over there, not good, bro. Green Bay at Philadelphia. See, this one to me is a toss up. I, I feel like Green Bay. Like Green Bay is when you. I watched every snap of that Redskins game because I needed something and. uh I mean, Aaron Rodgers and them was moving that ball up the up the field, but it just didn't matter. Like you said, yeah. there was n- at no point in time did it ever look like Green Bay was ever going to stop the Redskins. At Their all. defense is awful. At all. And if they can't run the and if and if Tampa, excuse me, if Green Bay can't run the ball, it's it's essentially just Aaron Rodgers passing the ball every single down, yeah. and it's just a matter of whether they're going to catch the ball. But it doesn't really matter because the defense is going to give up the points anyway. I just don't think Philly don't got them down them them. Them down the field threats like, and they're banged up. Like yeah, like the Redskins does. I mean, they'll probably still have their way. It just won't look so easy because Kurt was throwing it. I mean, I don't. How many passes did he complete over like forty yards? All of them. Yeah, he was like, like twenty one for like twenty eight. Yeah. Yeah. We had seven, and like you said, two yeah. drops. Yeah. That we can think of might, yeah. might have been more than that. So I, right. I I don't remember too many times where it was like, man, that was a bad throw, or man, that guy wasn't open. I mean, these guys were all open. I didn't see anything spectacular catches, you know, like, these guys are all open. I, I, give me Green Bay, though. Yeah. One I, last shot with Aaron Rodgers. One I, last shot with Aaron Rodgers. I was thinking that, too. He's got one last yeah. one last game, and, with, and I think we're both picking it strictly because of Aaron Rodgers. Just because, yeah, it is. And it's, I really feel stupid picking with that defense that he has. Yeah, it does. You, you have nobody to blame but yourself. Just, I don't know how, how much faith I have. In, and, even, and I love what Carson's been doing, but. At some point in time, they got to look look each other, you know, in, in, in the face of that locker room and be like, okay, this what, what happened us last week, this can't happen over and over again. Primetime game, they putting out. Yeah, I think the, I agree. I think at a certain point you got to be like, yo, this is embarrassing. Yeah. It's a primetime game, so the, everybody, you were the only game on at the time. Everybody's mm-hmm. watching. And that's all they kept talking about. They just kept throwing up different numbers mm-hmm. about how bad this secondary is. And at mm-hmm. a certain time, it's like, I mean, a lot of these guys aren't even cornerbacks, you know. Right. You got to figure it out. Right. Yeah, so Green Bay for me too. Green Bay for both of us. Mike, that the last game? Mike, Mike McCarthy, he's the coach, right? Who? Yeah. Mike McCarthy, is he on the hot seat? You have Aaron Rodgers as your starting QB and have a... Here's here, here's how he's on the hot seat. If Aaron Rodgers don't like him. Then <laughs> like if, as long as him and Aaron Rodgers uh, get along, I, I'd imagine... No, I mean he's won a Super Bowl. It's been a lot of injuries too. A lot, a lot of injuries. So I'm not. I mean, he's a stu- Super Bowl win coaches don't generally get uh don't get fired. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I, I, it's, how much of this is his fault? It's a whole bunch of injuries. I don't know what his role is in the in the selection of the players. 
and the development of the players. You know, but other than that, nah. Nah, I, 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 I think McCarthy is fine, especially as long as him and uh, Aaron Rodgers get yeah. along fine. Yeah. I do think sooner or later that they are going to have to get him some better uh, weapons. Yeah. Devontae Adams has games where he looks amazing. Right. And then, then they have these other games where these guys, they, they, they look like they're even trying to get open. Right. And like I was saying, I do like the addition of Cook. He looked good, really good. He looked really Aside good. from that, you know, the touchdown drop and the fumble at the where end. he wasn't I, looking. And the fumble was just perfect timing. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I thought Aaron, Aaron seemed real comfortable with him. He did. Okay, and that was, and that was, and that helped him, that helped him look, him look better too, because he had a bigger target he can get the ball to. Some rumors came out this week. That's what, that was what they ended up talking about and about how Aaron Rodgers just, you know, a lot of, Chitter chatter about him and personally, and not being a good leader and mm-hmm. being estranged from his family, which all is, I, that stuff like that. You know, former players coming out and he hasn't talked to his brother or something. Like, what the hell is that? You know what I mean? Like, wh- why are you, why are you even mentioning a former? Uh, uh, like, that's that's not for anybody to know. But anyway, I do feel like when I and you know that we've heard rumblings before about him not being a great leader. Um, the body language is starting to be a little bit more disappointment than what you get from elite quarterbacks mm-hmm. professional quarterbacks not that there's any like a guy dropped the ball a guy drops the ball so you know but peyton manning and tom brady they have receivers drop the ball they don't look at them like you're an idiot they cuss them out yeah but but i feel like peyton uh, peyton manning want? i feel like peyton manning does i don't i don't doubt that he cusses anybody out as much as anybody but i don't think he shows people up mm-hmm. i think he's a little bit more professional with mm-hmm. it you, you know what i mean i don't doubt and Tom Brady, might, he just might have you removed from the game all the way around. Yeah. But I, I, but you don't see their body language with the, oh, come on. You know what I mean? Like, you never saw that from Peyton Manning. Yeah. You didn't. And you're starting to see that from Aaron Rodgers, these looks that he gives these dudes. Like, are you serious? And now, I get it. Well, the thing is, well, first of all, Peyton's is just the uh, most professional guy you right. can ever meet. Absolutely. One. And now, they, they, they look for that stuff now. The cameras, there are more cameras. They're all over you. And they look for that stuff. I'm pretty sure it's always happened. I mean, you, you, you're out there competing and your job isn't easy at all. No, you're losing no, games and no, you, not. and you got guys and you got, I feel like that's being a leader. I mean, you can't, you can't, you got to hold these guys accountable. Their job is to go out there and, and catch footballs. You're a Super Bowl winning quarterback and you're, you're going to get all, all the, um, the flack, the blame. For for these losses, you got to hold guys accountable, and you're hitting guys in the hand. I yeah, agree with you. I yeah. I, I get I it. I don't I don't see nothing wrong with you know saying okay, you know guys, you know we're not playing with any heart. Or if you miss a throw, if he misses a throw, he probably does the same thing at itself. I don't I don't I don't really see. I'm with you. A, a, I problem, agree. a problem with with any of it. He's not in the. He's not. In he's a, not the problem. I can tell you that. Yeah, he's not he the problem. Not the problem in Green Bay. You when, when you when you when you write down the things that are wrong in Green Bay, you would get to 150 yeah. before Aaron Rodgers' yeah. name came up uh, of list of things that was wrong. He's uh, not in interviews calling guys out or anything like nah, that. No, no, no. I don't think he's ever ever said anybody by name. Yeah. Um, Thanksgiving week here. Anything so far jump out to you, um, NBA wise? We don't get much chance to talk NBA um, because we just have so much NFL right. going on, which is more, I guess, relevant at, at this time. And then we don't like to take up Lamont's time when he's here um, mm-hmm. talking about basketball. But anything so far in this NBA season out there jump out to you? Clippers are playing great. Um, they, they they look really, really dangerous right now. Um, it's not, and, you know, the numbers, the numbers that the, the triple doubles that, 
Westbrook and James Harden. What do you, you think know, of those? We talked about it. I want to hear what you. Um, I don't know. I mean, with James Harden at the, at the point guard position, he even though he always had the ball in his hands anyway, as long as he's – I think what D'Antoni has added to his game is, you know, before James would pass the ball, but it would be like a last-minute kind of pass. I think now, you know, he's he's looking for the pass. But I, I feel like these guys are looking – for these stats, I yes, I I one hundred percent think I couldn't agree with you more. And, and as long as you know he's conscious of these stats, that you know guys are going to get their opportunities. At the same time, he's going to get his because he has the ball the whole game. And and just like just like with Russell, with the rebound, the rebounds that's on them. They going to get them rebounds. You know you can't do do nothing but you know respect you know a guard going out there and getting you ten rebounds. But I do feel like a lot of these and with, and I hate stats. Um, I think it, you know, changes the way guys, guys play. Cause, like I said, cause I think these guys are going out there just trying to constantly get triple doubles. And if you're winning, then fine. But if you're losing a game and you're passing up on shots just cause you want to get an extra assist, um, I don't, I don't like that. I, I, I think that the numbers are amazing, right? They're video game numbers. And I also think that they're inflated and they're not accurate depictions of what you're watching on the basketball court so you can watch a game and you would say right now Westbrook you could say Westbrook is more assist than Steve Nash and you could say to yourself I don't give a damn if he had twice as many if you watch that game and you you know what else he had he had 34 shots okay mm-hmm. so in this game the other night I think it was last night or the game before Westbrook had some ridiculous amount of assists like mm-hmm. he always does he had more shots than all four of the starters combined Mm-hmm. Okay, he had 34 shots. Oladipo had like 11. Adams had like nine, and two other guys had like two. Mm-hmm. That's not Steve Nash, Jason Kidd. Like that. That's mm-hmm. not what that is. No. You know what I mean? So essentially, the only way that ball is going in the basket at all is if, if Westbrook puts it in there himself, or he passes you the ball right before and you shoot right. it. Like that's it. Right? Because them guys are so good offensively, they're going to draw attention. So if you come off the screen. Somebody's going to be open. You just got to be willing to pass it. And James uses the screen and roll a lot more than Westbrook. Russell just attacks you. He attacks you, and then, you know, sometimes the defense is waiting for him, and, you know, he passes it, you know, to a guy. But like you say, they, Steve Nash and Jason Kidd, them kind of point guards, they made the players around them better. Yeah. These guys aren't making the players around them better. They're and just ball movement. numbers. And yeah. ball movement. And, yeah. and you're watching these games, there's no ball movement. Yeah. There's not. So, I mean, the numbers are, and they're going to be. Mm-hmm. They're going to be. By the time the season is going to be done, there's going to be some stat about James Harden did something that nobody's ever done before. Westbrook's did something. And, no, you know, every night something comes up. Nobody create, has ever had 15 yeah. assists, yeah. four games in a row. No, you know, it, it's the always stats, something create, just ran. Uh, yes, they just come up. They're nobody's ever ridiculous. had 30, 15, 9, and assists at a hamburger all in the same day. Yeah, like, it's you ridiculous. Know, yeah. So they, they're going to keep coming up with these, and they're going to keep happening. Um, the Golden State thing looks like it's starting to happen. I really am hating to hear these Clay Thompson trade rumors. I, mm-hmm. I, I hope that's not true. I, I couldn't, I couldn't see that. Who trade for who? I don't, I don't think that happened. Especially Clay's been playing great lately. Um, I think I heard Avery Bradley and I've somebody else. Kinds, oh, yeah, I heard man. three team trades with uh, oh, Paul don't. George going somewhere. It was, a trade, it was like him for like Avery Bradley and somebody else, like two to one. That's ridiculous. Please don't do that. <laughs> Please don't do that at I all. I think there's something special there, and I'd like to see it play out. I do, too. And, and and you know, they, they've they been having an off night. Step have off night. You know, Clay has some off nights. But KD's been pretty consistent. Yeah, they, they, 
KD shooting, last time I looked, it was 56%. It could be higher by now. It's definitely, in the, 50, three, definitely like, in the 50s. Imagine that now he's shooting less shots, better percentage, around the same points or more. He's getting more active on the defense. Yeah. With the steals and the blocks as well. I, I think it's, it could be something special, and I, and I look forward and I look forward to seeing it happen and play and play out and, and stay healthy. And while you know we were wondering about the shots, if you know you look at this, they're all still getting their shots. Yeah. I mean, Draymond Green isn't, which is fine with which me, is, and I'm sure, and everybody yeah. else too. Yeah. But I mean, really, they're they're all still three of them all getting twenty shots a game. Right. You, right. you know what I mean? So, um, this guy here, Anthony Davis, video game numbers. Um, do you take anything of the him, the three best big men, him, uh, cousins, towns, all out there young and just losing, like at an alarming rate? Um, well, I mean, Anthony, Anthony Davis's team is completely injured and he's yeah. playing with guys that are literally off the street in D right. league teams. He's putting up, now his numbers are, his numbers to me are more impressive than what Westbrook and Harden are doing. What is he, a 31? Click on him. 31, 11, three blocks. Yeah. I mean, like, he's, he's having a, you know, shooting 50%. Mm hmm. 81 from the, from the free throw line. I mean, two assists, three blocks, mm -hmm. two steals, only two turnovers, like. But you know, when you, when you, when you losing games, you know, I don't losing a lot of them too. Yeah, I don't because I, I don't I don't like to you know look at, just like with Kevin Love. You know, when guys losing games and they just putting up video game numbers, you're going to get your opportunities. Somehow his his feel different to me than Kevin Love though, because they're not Kevin Love. They just weren't even competitive though. Like they're losing games, they're not getting blown out though. Yeah, and his team is not good at all. Like I mean, all those guys are hurt. Holiday just came back uh, last week. Um. You know, Cousins is another guy who's putting up video, video game numbers, and he's Sacramento's hasn't been relevant his whole career. Right. They, <laughs> you know they, I mean? They're just they're just not good teams. They need more, or them guys need to need to go somewhere where there are other good players, or they need to get more players onto their team because they're just not good teams. A one, any NBA story interest you before we get out of here? No. Okay. Anything you want to say before we get out of here, DJs? Thanks, Kevin. Uh, well, one, one thing we didn't talk about, and I didn't, I didn't hear, I didn't hear it, even on none of the shows on Monday, is the Andre Ward Sergio Sergey Kovalev fight, in which. What does that tell you? What I mean, what what I've been telling you, and that you've been in, in denial about. What what does that tell you? You didn't hear anything about it on any of your shows. Why do you think that is? I'm not sure. Maybe did 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 they talk about it on first take on Monday? Because I didn't watch the not, whole not, thing. I, I didn't. I'm I didn't, not going to tell didn't. you. I watched the whole show, but I, you, I didn't hear anything. And again, on uh, but both the of them was at the fight. And Max Max works the fight, and I yeah, see what he uh, said after the fight. It's not and Max I, I seen pretty much. <laughs> I mean, like yeah. he's he's the lead uh, boxing analyst. And I seen what um in after after the fight, um Stephen A. You know he he put out you know some tweets. About the fight too, I really thought they would they would discuss it. I didn't I didn't see it on I didn't see the whole show Monday, so I don't know for sure. But well, Max said after the fight when he interviewed Ward, he just was like, you know, what you think? He was like, I thought, you know, could have been either way. And what Stephen A. tweeted was, "Love Andre Ward, love him. He did not win this fight." And a lot of people a lot of people felt that way. You know, got a lot of Ward fans who felt like you know could have. 
Was it pay-per-view? Every way. It was oh, pay-per-view. It was pay-per-view. You know what the numbers were? Did you hear about the numbers? No. I, I never really, you know, look up that stuff. It was a great fight. I think they should do it again. Um, War showed a lot of heart. But I feel like he, he, he lost that fight easily. He's playing, he's playing catch up. He lost like the first five rounds. He's playing catch up for the rest of the fight. And he looked a lot more comfortable than he did early on. But just looking comfortable, more comfortable doesn't mean you're winning these rounds. Cause he, he never really did much to win, you know, a lot of those rounds. He's playing catch up and never caught all the way up. And so when the, when the, um, when the scores came, all the judges, you know, had it 114, 113. I'm just like, wow, man. My, boxing is funny. My boxing analysis is I'll, based on not even seeing the fight. So <laughs> I'll take my, I'll take a page out of Tony Kornheiser. He loves that to just talk about things that he didn't even watch. Um, which I've always found amazing that he's like, you know, they're the number one and two sports analysts in history, which I hats off to both of them. Tony Kornheiser will literally tell you, I went to bed at 7 o'clock last night, but here's my thoughts on all the sports events that happened last night. <laughs> Didn't watch any of them. Don't even know who any of these guys are. And that's, <laughs> that's what does that daily. Am I wrong, anyone? Like, that's what, that, that's what he says. If it's not the Nationals, he's nothing. But, um, I can tell you what my whole timeline was on Facebook was just comments like, this is why I don't watch boxing. That boy got robbed. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a fix. I mean, consensus was, right. uh, you know, like, People felt like it was funny business all the way around yeah. and just a robbery and Ward didn't win the fight. Yeah. That, yeah. that was the consensus that I, that I right. saw. Right. And, and I don't think like boxing is in a place right now to be having yeah. those type of, those type of things. You know, I when mean, you're when trying you to imagine. build somebody up to, you know, they, they need to build that next megastar and having these, these type of situations is not going to help the sport. But that's what Kovalev said. Kovalev was like, man, I'm, I'm over here in America, man. And. I guess this is what happens. Like, listen to the fans. They know, they know I won the fight. And, and the thing is, I mean, Ward, look, Ward, I gave Ward a lot of credit because early on it looked kind of embarrassing. You never seen that look on his face. Ward hasn't lost a fight since he was like 12. He's, he got a gold medal. He hasn't lost as a professional. So he probably never even, he didn't know what this feels like. He got knocked down for the first time. And we're looking like, Ward, like, Ward, like, I thought he would lose, but. Damn, I feel feel bad looking at it because you know I've been a fan of his for a long time. Then he got more comfortable, but I still didn't think he he wanted to fight at all. How old is he? Thirty-two. Oh, wow. so okay. So he's obviously not going to be the next big name of boxing. I mean, so he he's, can, he's good. No, I've, I've heard his name yeah. on the back burner for years. Yeah. You know, like and like I said, on the back burner. I've yeah. never thrust them out. So who is so Triple G? I guess is is the guy, right? The Canelo. Canelo. Those those are the two. Guys out there that boxing is, is, is banking on what, what, what happened to Wilder? He just disappeared? Nah, I mean, we don't really care about heavyweights as much as we used to. Yeah, no, nah, but I, but I felt like he was pushing to put that back on the scene. He's, I mean, he's done as much as he can. He's knocking almost everybody out. When was the last time he fought? That a uh, while ago now, yeah, right? It's been a while. It's probably time for him to. Does he have know, anything on the coming up? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see, I and, didn't see him on the, um, and, and the other the dude, the foreigner dude, the big cut up muscle black guy. Um, Joshua, yes. Joshua's, he, he got a fight coming up pretty soon. I, I, I seen the schedule the next few weeks. He got a fight coming up. Broner? I don't know when, when Broner is going to fight, but I guess he's, he's back work. He's working with Floyd Mayweather now. Oh, they are. I seen, I seen that and I don't know who's going to fight though. I saw something that it was just a random comment, like, but he committed suicide, tried to do something happened and then him and Floyd were back together. Yeah. Something, I guess he was. In a bad place, I guess he was talking about committing suicide and, you know, 
I guess Floyd, you know, brought him back in. Hey, well, your take on the fight? Grab the mic if you want to say something. Um, I agree with pretty much with, with um what you said. Um, I thought it was a great fight, very entertaining, but I did think that Kovalev got robbed. Yeah. Um, I don't see any. I don't know what the judges were looking at that they gave that fight to Ward. Um, and I think that is kind of a, that's one thing I think, I think that's a fight where you kind of maybe had some people in the fringe. You know, it's kind of a, not, it's not like a Canelo versus Triple G, but those are two fighters that can bring out more than the, the average fighter. And I think to have it in like that in a controversial decision, um, I don't think that's good for the sport. Like MG said, when you're struggling for viewers right now, that's the last thing you need. But I do think it was good in a sense where the fight was really The fight good. was entertaining, absolutely. Was really good. I feel like they, they should. Casual fan good? If, a casual fan good. The fight was good. Okay. The fight was good. Like, you know, war, war fought back and, you know, it was, it was some, well, you thought, well, you thought, okay, he's going to, uh, the, the average fighter would have gave up and been done. He fought back and, you know, and won, and won a few rounds. Well, obviously to the judges, he won most of them. <laughs> but he, he fought back and won a few rounds, but all the rounds were pretty entertaining. And I hope they, you know, at least try to get three, three out of this. How would I'd like to see him fight somewhere else, whether it's somewhere neutral or maybe even where's Kovalev from? I know he's Eastern European. Um, I don't know, Russia, I believe. I okay. Know. I mean, I don't, maybe Ward is reluctant to go out there, but definitely somewhere not neutral. Out there now. He, he got, he got the belts. He got all the belts. <laughs> yeah. So you definitely, Ain't gonna do that now. But I mean, slow down on some of this home cooking a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, but still, I mean, uh. is boxing just sit, really sitting around waiting for Pacquiao Floyd again? They are right. Yeah, seems that way. Seems well, that way. For 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 you guys that that aren't boxing fans, because like I, like I say, it's it's fighters what, out there. But that's but that's what that's what matters. It's not like like I always say, it's it's not you, it's me. It's yeah. because I mean. You guys are literally going to watch what, no matter what because you love it. But when the money starts coming is when I watch it. But what desire do you have to watch watch these fights? I, to me, it's about names. And, 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 I think and if you get – marketing if, thing is when you, you get a guy, you build him. I was growing interest in Wilder. I, you, you got, I heard you talking about him, both of you guys talking about him for a mm-hmm. while. Um, and I said, hey, I'm going to come check the guy out. Mm-hmm. And I came and I watched him and he beat up a guy. And, and then I grew a little interest in mm-hmm. – um, the, the guy who beat Klitschko, uh, Fury. Mm-hmm. And now there's two guys, then the Joshua. So I say, hey, you know, these are names that I know. Cause yeah. that's where it starts. Mm-hmm. Do you know the names? Mm-hmm. Every time you say, hey, there's a fight this week. And what makes me, if I've heard of the guy, you know, hey, MG, there's a fight. Who? Triple G. Hey, I've been hearing you talk about, I'm interested in seeing Triple G. Yeah. Let me, let me see what he does. He has every, when you start naming people and, you know, okay, this guy, and then you get come in and then the fight looks like it's fixed. You kind of say, nah, I can do without that. You know, like, from this situation, you say you want to come and see the ring. I, I could pass. You, you know what I mean? And that's how the difference is. Now, a guy yeah, like Floyd Pacquiao. Because the fight was great. I wouldn't advise you pass on on the rematch to that fight because them are really two really good fighters. Two fighters who, who well, up until Saturday haven't lost. And the guy who lost still shouldn't have lost. I, I think it's time for Andre wow. Wall was – sorry to cut you off, but no, Andre Wall was probably – even when Floyd – you know, when he was in his prime before he took two years off because he had a whole dispute with his, his, um, his contract and all that, he was probably second to, I thought he was like the best pound for pound fighter in the world. I've, I've been hearing his, like I said, I've been hearing you guys talk, I mean, just mention his name for, 
for a long time up there with uh, Triple G on that on that back burn. But while the biggest payday again will be, it won't be as big as the first one. But the Floyd Pacquiao too, if it happens, will be huge. But while it will be huge for boxing that night, I think it'll be a step backwards for boxing because I, I, in order for boxing to move forward, like we said the analogy, it's like that girlfriend. Like in order for you to move forward, you gotta let go of the old one, and then boxing's just gotta let go of that you era can't because we've been. Well, there's been fights. These guys are still fighting, but Floyd hasn't been fighting, and nobody's really. Well, I'm interested, but are you? I mean, every time a lot of these guys fight, you might even know most of these guys. I know when they're fighting, I'm watching. Yeah, can I know Canelo's big? You know, because he, he got all Mexico. I think. I think. But what, what boxing needs to do, I think these guys need to start fighting each other. Right. Um. If you like get a, a, a Ward versus Canelo or even if they're not in the exact same weight class just work something out if you look in the past um Eric Morales versus Pacquiao three times mm-hmm. um Eric Morales versus uh, Marco Antonio Barrera like mm-hmm. maybe the first fight between those two you maybe didn't care too much about either one of them but the first fight was great and then it's like oh these guys are fighting again mm-hmm. and you get more and then it's, they're, right. they're fighting for the third time these guys need to start stop fighting like all these ancillary fighters and start fighting each other. I agree. Broner was on to something. Okay, he's he, he he can be a poor man's Floyd all you want. You know, Floyd is 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 pretty high up there. So a poor man's version of him is still doing pretty well. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? So there's interest in Broner. It might be for the all the wrong reason, but interest is interest. Mm-hmm. And I would watch Broner fight one of these other guys. I, I I'm not interested in watching Broner fight somebody that I don't know. But Broner versus Canelo or Triple one of these other guys, two names that I know, I'm interested in seeing a fight. And I know Broner's going to sell it. He's going to talk about how he's going to embarrass this guy and he's going to do all of this. And Don't name them two that. names you named, though. That's, that's death. For him? <laughs> yeah. But I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah. I'll watch them guys fight anybody. I, I'll watch it. And, yeah. and you know how I many people would love to see him? If you, like you said, you say uh, Triple G would beat the brakes off him. You know when people would tune, are dying to that's, see somebody beat the brakes off of Broner? That's why you want, that's, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's what Broner's created. Canelo Broner. versus, what was the, the guy he beat that, um, the English dude, Indian English dude? Khan. Like, Amir Khan. Amir Khan. Yeah, like, that's something people, people know who Amir Khan is, mm-hmm. so people will turn, tune in to see that fight, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I'm, people are, a guy, people would pay good money to watch Adrian Broner get beat up. Lots of money. <laughs> to watch I feel like, I feel like Canelo, I feel like Canelo, Canelo has his, his following. It might even be better than Triple G's just cause he, he fought Floyd and you know, even before he fought Floyd, I mean, he beat up some guy, he beat up Shane Mosley. Mm-hmm. For him to be such a young guy, he got a lot of good wins on, on his, on his resume and you know, they know him, the red haired Mexican guy who's knocking everybody mm-hmm. out. Like, you know who Canelo is and, and, so you, you're gonna, you're gonna tune into his fights regardless who he fight, but what, what Broner has done is create, made himself an, like a villain. Mm-hmm. And he's a good fighter, but he's not as good as he talks. So you want to see him get his butt kicked for all the talking he does mm-hmm. and all the stuff that he's doing outside of the ring. Yeah, I agree. Alright, well, um, I agree with A1 though. It's time for these guys to get in the ring together and stop just dancing around, especially if the heavyweight championship has anything to come back for, you know, it's going to have to be these guys fighting each other. And for the first time, we had three names that people knew. And if you want to count one of the Klitschko's, that's four, you know, names. And you guys got to get in the ring together and make this happen. Instead of just keep watching uh, Wilder fight guys you never heard of, Joshua fight guys you never heard of, and 
Fury just depressed. Well, the thing with the Kliskos did, it kind of, they, they kind of alienated themselves because, you know, he held on to the belt for 11 Two years. Two decades, damn yeah, near. And, and they made everybody come to fight him in Germany. Right. And these fights are on at like four o'clock in the day. And people, that, that they might right replay him at night. That might mm. single handedly have been like the death of, of the heavyweight that's division. The, yeah, like, the heavyweight I mean, division. That's, you are absolutely, because boxing and like other, other, any other sport, Besides the Super Bowl, boxing is an event. It's a it's a fight party event. That's what yeah. drives yeah. boxing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a Tyson fight was a Tyson fight was an event. It's a Super right. Bowl. Right. Every Tyson's fight was a Super Absolutely. Bowl. Absolutely, Holyfield, Riddick, Flo- Bow. That, right. that, that a Floyd that fight is a Super Bowl. Where are you watching the fight? That's yeah. that's that's a trending. T- you know, where are you watching the fight? Now, when you fight at noon. On Saturday, <laughs> on the other side of the yeah. country, on the other side of the world, yeah. that, nobody's having a fight party at at noon, right? And and then the replay, you already know the event, you already you know, know the know result. Happened, yeah. yeah. So I, I I think you can directly trace the death of the heavyweight division in this country right. to that. And that's why I mean, I guess it wasn't good because it was a, a BS fight, Tyson Fury beating Klitschko. So now guys ain't gotta, they ain't gotta go to Germany. Now all somebody got to do is well I don't know if Fury gonna have to give up his belt because you he, know he the tested positive right no he a few or, things he didn't want to fight I think he got to get I think he got to get a belt up yeah so you but got Wilder Wilder who's who's an excellent fighter hasn't lost you got Anthony Joshua excellent fighter hasn't lost I think we got a few guys that's in the heavyweight division now that I don't know if everybody know about them but if you don't Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua, they're they're some great heavyweights, and they need to meet in in America at a, at eleven o'clock at night. You know, yeah. whether it be in Vegas or or, or uh, you know New York or whatever the right. case may be, they need to meet in America at a prime time on a Saturday for the world to sit down and watch and put on a good show and want people to see the rematch. You know, and then and then you bring the Fury comes back out there doing whatever he's done and say, hey, I, I want to beat one of these. And then all of a sudden, there's interest again, right? Yeah. And then you know, if one of the Klitschko, if the Klitschko brother, whichever one, if he decides he still wants in, then and then all of a sudden, you know, it's like, okay, wow, we, we, we got some interest in the heavyweight division. Fury is entertaining. You know, he talks trash. Yeah, he does. You know, These big fat guys, six nine, and he he makes you want to see him get his butt kicked too. Yeah, he's he's a walking quote machine. Yeah. He he absolutely has he, he's got that Donald Trump effect. He's he's, yeah. he's a little rough around the edges. And yeah. <laughs> he's always going to give you the women belong in the kitchen type quote type of thing and you'll be like, "Wow, that's okay." That's what this guy thinks. All right. Well, um again, thank you for everybody for listening to the show. We appreciate you with this Thanksgiving week. We are thankful for all of our fans and our listeners um who have been with us over the years watching the helping the show grow and um you know, reaching out to myself or DJ um, as you guys do, and letting us know that you appreciate the show. And we appreciate your comments, and we appreciate you listening. If you didn't get a chance to listen to the whole show, the TuneIn app, Google Play, or iTunes, just type in the Barbershop PlayersVoice.com, and it's on there, or on the Players Voice Facebook page, or the Players Voice website, as well as um, Demar Johnson's uh, Facebook page. Um, DJ, anything you want to say before we get out of here? Um, no, just um, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Thank you, guys. See you guys next week.